All right. High Drop episode 115 coming in hot. We have the whole gang, SPL founders, partners, the crew that is SPL, Rez Scavington, Renee Scavington, Tom Coppola, and Dylan Poland of Hub, as well as Vinny Fiaco, who joined us in a madhouse of dialogue, and we hope you enjoy it very much. Of course, previewing the big SPL1 event that's coming this August. Links in the description for all of that. Please check it out. Really fun to have these guys in town to run the outrun qualifier that they just had. And of course, talk about their amazing event and what we can all expect. Nothing further to say. Enjoy. Now we are recording officially. Oh, yeah. Now we're not yet. Hold on. Now, yeah. now <laughs> we are officially, we are officially recording. recording. How many people in Colorado have that tattoo? Probably oh, twenty five. No idea. Should we like clap to make sure it's all in the same? Yeah. No, no, no. Well, it's great. I'll get one clap. Oh shit! That was like actually sharp. Good clap. That's an excellent clap. Thanks. I'm like a pro. All I know here, I can tell you the story if you don't know it. Ooh, about how I the tattoo came to be? Don't know at all, but I, I know that many people. Have it. Benny, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Um, It was Nat Jam in 2013. 13 or 14. And it had just finished up. We were hanging out at Rob Schill's house, um, his parents' house. We were watching Avatar. Um, A couple people said they had never seen it. Max Henry was... It's like the first time we all met Max Henry, he was hanging out um, and he was like super into the show. So we just put it on and we kept partying for the most part. And then as the night went on, we were talking about getting like, let's get tattoos. I, I might've been the one responsible <laughs> for that. I do that often. Um, and it came out like, oh yeah, like we're, we could be part of what essentially this symbolizes. White Lotus in the show is an order that kind of transcends the four nations and works to help to bring everyone together. So a bunch of us are like, can we just we'll book it tomorrow before we fly out? Me, Brandon, Amos, Justin, Sweeney. Justin's like, I fly out at like three. So we're on the phone at Sunday at 10 a.m. Like, are you guys open today? Can you take four people for a quick tattoo? We finally find some guy in Boulder who's willing to do it. Show up. Justin's like, I gotta get mine, and then literally leave. So Justin gets his. I drive him to the airport. I get back. Brandon had gotten his, but Brandon got his bigger than 10%. Justin. 10%. Or 10%. 10%. 10% bigger. And then Amos, <laughs> went, Amos went next and got his 10% bigger than Brandon's. So, they- so I show up and he puts it on my arm and I'm like, that looks way bigger than I thought we agreed on. And he just, he just he turns to me and just goes, 10% bigger. And he starts tattooing. <laughs> so my, that's why mine is larger. And I had no idea what, why I was getting 10% bigger. Um, but the four of us got it and then decided to essentially be like, okay, so this is do good for the community, kind of move forward. People started noticing that we had it, just being like, oh, I'm going to be part of the club and just getting it without knowing what it was, what it stood for, whether it was part of a Nickelodeon cartoon. So people have that tattoo have no idea what the reference is. Just know mm-hmm. that some parkour guys got it, so they wanted to get it too. And then next thing you know, people like Andrew Triple has it on his chest in the Iron Man style, but it's the Lotus. 
people made designs on t-shirts. I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Someone was wearing the Lotus. No. It's the Lotus, like seven eighths of the Lotus, and then coming out of the Lotus is a different Nox, design. Nox of had a fucking yin yang version. Yeah. On his rib cage. Yeah, black. His and, only tattoo. Yeah. So people just started getting their own versions of it and stuff, and it was cool to see it grow. But it also was weird to see people be like, "Oh, same." And you're like, but "That was also the intention from the beginning." I remember we talked about it. It we, doesn't make like, sense. We wanted to make it like a expansive thing where we wanted to not. We wanted to see somebody on the street and be like, "Oh my god, they have it," and know that they got it because it started with us. But also, we don't know them. Yes, but I did hope that they knew some reference to what they were that even getting attention <laughs> that That's totally good with that part. But yeah, then people were like, oh, it's from a cartoon. I'm like, okay, you like a little bit a of grapefruit. research. I tell people it's a pomegranate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was a grapefruit too. Yeah. <laughs> I tell people all sorts of stuff. I can't yeah. remember in, in Avatar. So does Uncle Iroh, like, does he have a tattoo? It's not a tattoo. There's he like, has a pie show tile. Yeah, there's, there's like a chess right, game. And yeah. Okay, so each member has like something they can show that has the symbol. Yes. On it. Okay. Well, the White Lotus tile is a tile in the pie show game, but it's yeah. like the Joker card or some shit. Like it's not supposed to mean anything and people think it's useless, but secretly, right? Mm -hmm. I'm getting that right? And then, and then when you, like you play another the member, ultimate meaning. if you want to like get into the club kind of thing, <laughs> you begin to play a game of pie show and you put your tiles in a certain order and that resembles also a White Lotus. Mm -hmm. And then when you put the White Lotus in the middle, it's like, oh, cool. Hand, the secret handshake, see him back. So, yeah. So is there a secret handshake that goes along with the tattoo? We, yeah, well, we, we can't, can't tell, tell you until you get the tattoo. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Of how quick that is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when are you getting it? Uh, no. <laughs> Do you have any tattoos? I don't have any tattoos. Either of you? No, it's I'm tattooless. Actually, Naked this boys. is a question I have because I'm totally tattoo illiterate, but <clears throat> everyone who got 10% bigger. Did you have to pay 10% more for the No, it's included in the price. It's included in the price. And we were watching Avatar while we got our tattoos. He put it on the TV for us. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. And the 10% tradition continued for like a few more. And like, yes. I think it ended with Jake Smith got it pretty fucking big on his shoulder. It was yes. like the size of your hand at that point. Jeez. Yeah. Right. But yeah. people tapped out and they stopped doing 10%. Dylan has a pretty good tattoo. Dylan, tell us about your tattoo. Which one? You know which one. <laughs> which one? <laughs> How about the Arnold? We'll start with Arnold and Gerald. Yeah, you got Hey Arnold and Gerald. Harold. <laughs> Gerald and Gerald and Arnold. Cause uh didn't always know tattoos were forever. <laughs> hey. Big chilling out with that one. That's yeah. Yeah, a lot of people love it and then I ask him, do you want to get it on you? <laughs> and then they're like no <laughs> I love that I got a tattoo in the same spot that I didn't like either penguin on my shin at least we both knew if you're gonna get a shitty tattoo put it somewhere where barely you, anyone can see it yeah but now but now like shorts are off limits shorts are off limits <laughs> like are high that's socks. why I invented the also, sock to bathhouses are off limits what in Japanese Japan. yeah. bathhouses are off limits for you three Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they, I they, thought Japanese like has a strong tradition of tattooing. The Yakuza do, which is why you can't go into well, family-friendly bathhouses. They have their own bathhouses. These they, they do. You should not go into one of those. <laughs> you think I'll get into a? Yakuza You'll get into those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, you'll see that and they'll know. Oh, Nick too. 
<laughs> I felt bad immediately. Yeah, bad. <laughs> My favorite tattoo. Shout out Max Henry. I lost odds and got this one. What was the What was the odds? Like the number. The number one in twenty five. Okay. Mm-hmm. I lost. Odds. I lost one in fifty. Had to invite Dudley to my wedding. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I invited him the day of, and then the wedding was in New Hampshire. So, <laughs> you didn't say when. You yeah, didn't say good, when. Nice I, I lost one in fifty to Jake V Hill. Uh, amazing. He didn't respond. No. <laughs> it's even worse. I mean, did you just send it in like it's a hardly Facebook message? Like, a great gesture. I think you unfriended me. I think he... on MySpace, you went way deep. I went way deep. I sent him a Google Plus request, and he didn't accept it. <laughs> oh man, I feel like we should at least address before we get too rowdy the big event that's coming up. You guys are putting it on, obviously. Vinny excluded. This is the Ouch. SPL team. Ouch. <laughs> I got cut. <laughs> no, you've been there since like the beginning. You just don't get any credit. <laughs> the way it goes, I guess. <laughs> we know that Vinny. you're you're integral. I was telling Vinny the other day, I was looking through the history of the high drop like episodes. And I was like, I wonder like I don't like to look do this stuff, but I was like, maybe I should look at the statistics and see if I can learn something. Like who's got the most views and what episodes like is there a pattern to try to make this grow? Vinny is the key. He is the highest viewed episodes of the High Drop History podcast. Really? Wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll say anything for views. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a topic. So we know this one's going to pop. All right. That's why he's the token <laughs> he's, guy. He's like the, <laughs> he's like the network of mushrooms that pulls the community together. <laughs> the mycelium yeah. network. Yeah. That's how I describe Vinny. Like a mushroom. Like a goomba. Goomba. That sounds weirdly like Italian racist. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I could say it. you did you say it? I could say it. You He's Italian. How Italian? He's What's his last him. name? I how Italian. How Italian? I'm three quarters Italian. That's pretty Italian. I was born in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, boy I, what generation are you? Like your your parents are yeah, pretty far. I'm on Duolingo. You're on just as 11 days? You're 11 days straight? I actually, the last couple of days, I lost my streak. Oh, forget it. Start over. The worst is when you actually win. <laughs> I like got... I was Wait, like, you can win Duolingo? Sort of. The hardest medal that I th- feel like you can get is the like legendary medal, which means you have to work your way up to like the Diamond League, which means you have to place like in every whatever top 10 in the for, for like i don't know six weeks in a row or some oh, shit. Diamond. and then you have to win the diamond league i did not know they quantified Dude, like you get hard and when you get to those top so t- top tiers they go hard in the paint i was fucking fighting battling this lady for the top spot <laughs> and we would like go back and forth and it's like a 24-hour window and you're just like doing fucking drills or whatever like <laughs> speaking language and then <laughs> You'd wake up and they have like 600 more points. You're like, fuck, I got to get back on it. I had to have like, we were on a road trip. I was like, Kira, you got to drive. I fucking, I'm doing this Duolingo. I have to get it. But once I got the badge, I was like, oh, I need a break. And I just like barely ever looked at it again. Just deleted off your phone. <laughs> I won what, the game. What language, what language What? What language? I was doing Vietnamese. I was learning to, uh, because Kira's obviously Vietnamese. Yeah. I wanted to learn some of that. We went to Vietnam. It's not obvious. I don't see color. Gloria's strategy for French was 
she would get double the amount of points of the person in second and then just continue that until she felt like she had a like strong enough lead and then she would be like and then they just they just lose all hope and yeah <laughs> yeah you can take their soul away at the end it feels good why i'm just gonna do it but it always had to be double whatever <laughs> damn she's ruthless she was out there. i'm glad i wasn't against her yeah i think there's a because it resets on a certain day of the week too and she had, she had like an advantage with like work schedule oh yeah because uh, she felt like people only played on Saturday and, or played, but I guess I don't know. <laughs> played. Yeah, it is a game. It's a game. It is a game. Yeah, you, you they only learned. Yeah, everyone Saturday. tried to get other points on Saturday and Sunday, but you know she could. And then someone actually like messaged her and was like, "Do you have a job?" And she's like, "Yes, I'm a full time piano teacher." <laughs> <sighs> yeah, they got. I got the follow from that that lady that I was battling out with in the last tier. You got, the, you got the what? She followed me on. on you can follow after, that, after that, she was like, all right, respect. Out already? What are you doing? I'm fidgeting. You are fidgeting. <laughs> <laughs> you want a pillow? Yeah. I have the high drop dimension pillow available Dude, at hydrop.com. So good. Do you have any uh, fidget? Uh, if you do, you know, do it, it's a lot better. <laughs> Here, you want to play this game? Oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we are having a parkour competition. That is at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. As someone who barely watches the parkour community at the level, I mean, I still watch it very heavily, but I'm not as involved as I used to be. This is like the biggest thing. I'm like, it's pumped me up. I'm really seeing a lot of just. I mean, hype about it because of who's competing. It's one of the most stacked events I've ever seen, period. And it's also off the back of COVID. Like, you know, how did you guys manage this? How did you, how was there? How at the first, last minute. At the last minute. Because <laughs> you kept saying like in, in various like episodes, like, I hope you don't disappoint. And it's like, well, it's impossible to disappoint already. I feel like with the lineup you guys put together. Hmm. But I didn't even know why you were saying that. I think you were just being real underselling it which i like well we're trying did you know we're trying it was a be number of new lit? things okay what's and, new Tell us okay what's new. so pay-per-view you know the pay-per-view i didn't know that okay Tickets yeah but i do want to talk about i don't know when this comes out with ufc i don't know when this i turn around t- pretty quick <laughs> but tickets on sale tomorrow yeah oh shit. Um, so every time we have done an napc we always front the cash to do a live stream and the costs have gone up and down for that all over the place we've had Mm. partnerships we've had those fall through brought in new people we've made deals stuff like that and it costs to do a good one it it costs you know uh last time in 2019 we were working with uh some new players in that and they did a great job but there was also tons of stuff that we couldn't do because it was our first time working with them and so after that whole debacle, we <laughs> we learned a lot and realized that, okay, next time we do that, we can have this, 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 and this. But it was actually Tom who uh, started to think of it in a way to also get money for, for the athletes and, and partner with them, similar to how, you know, you mentioned like UFC pay-per-view, like pay-per-view points, that sort of thing. So uh, we are doing a pay-per-view and a portion of each sale goes to athletes. Oh, wow. I love that they're all getting their own link, uh, their own affiliate link. So if you purchase through one of their links, then 
they get a kickback from it. So if they don't podium, you know, there's just, it's a little bit of show money basically. Nice. Um, and a chance for some of them, if they come from like gym communities or if they have a lot of support behind them, because some of these athletes are able to get like GoFundMes even, you know, to make it out to the event. So if they have that kind of support, then I think they can, uh, you know, make, make a good buck off of, off of the event, regardless of, uh, how it goes down for them. And that's available to everyone that's competing. Yeah. Regardless of like whether they are like the returning champion or anything like that. Is there any sense or extra for those people or? Is that like individual case by case deals or they blanket across the board? It's all, it's all equal. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Unless, you know, we, we wonder sometimes cause we have like Dom tomato coming out Yeah, and he was someone early on that we were thinking, okay, he has such a big following. So, you know, he would benefit from this. We would benefit from it, but also like, he's also, he's not someone to hustle that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna give <laughs> yeah. him his link, and, and we'll we'll see we'll see what he does with it. Well, that's awesome, though. I love that. I love that you're opening it up, giving people to like a chance to really leverage whatever work they've already done to make more money and actually make a career out of this. What's the pay per view cost going to be? Do you are you feel are you announcing that yet? Can we say yet? I mean, it'll be released tomorrow. I suppose. But where did we land on? I don't know. <laughs> see, this is like, <laughs> like maybe we don't. How know much does yet. it cost? And I'm like, wait a second. We went through like six different numbers today. Which one did we? Here's a question: on? What do you pay for uh, UFC? I believe the current price for a HD full main card is sixty four ninety nine, maybe seventy four ninety nine. But they also require you to sign up for ESPN Plus, so it might be another ten dollars on top of that. If you get the Disney package, you get some other shit. Whatever, it's a little more complicated, but it's say like it's at least sixty dollars. So fun, and that's USD. And that's UFC. USD, yes. Oh, USD. So yeah. fun, so, fun experience. What would you pay for? What would I pay for two? So we're gonna do the the plan is for the Friday. So it's a three day event. For the Friday, the plan is to live stream on YouTube and Twitch for free, and then we have a separate platform that we've already paid for set up for the pay per view. Vinny's happy about that. Twitch. Nice. Pushing we should we should talk more about other deliverables as well. I'll explain what that means <laughs> so later. The pay per view gets you two nights mm-hmm. of. What three to four hours of the best parkour you can you can see? What's that worth to you? What is that worth to me? I would say it's around seventy dollars. I mean, I think it's comparable to like what we're fucking talking about. Now, I mean, here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's really not like to me. It's comparable. It's, to me, it's comparable. But you guys would have to deliver a UFC level of production, yeah, which I know you probably can't do yeah. because so, the UFC is just they've been in the game. Faith. But Multi- here's the thing: I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell this real quick. I'm gonna sell. I this. think half that is a great price. I think I would pay seventy, mm. but I would I wouldn't like it to be that much. So, so we're gonna we're gonna tell you what's 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 going on. Just so you know, so. Uh, we have the best commentator in the game coming in. I can say that pretty confidently. Joey Adrian. <laughs> I don't know if you've listened to some of his work or what, if you remember or recall from 2019, but mm. you know, when he, when he got his, his, his licks in, it was, um, he, he's so quick. He's so knowledgeable. And so he's, he's a great analyst. We're going to be pairing him with, uh, the comical Josh Doey. Oh, a lovely gentleman recent high drop alum he's he's learned uh, a lot over the years uh he's uh been working on a as a assistant on a podcast 
and doing his stand-up comedy all the time. So we expect some big things. Uh, all of the graphics and titles and things that we've missed in previous years, those are uh, getting planned ahead. Nice. Uh, as well as some course walkthroughs and things like that so that people know what's going on. And uh, we think for the weekend that's worth 40 bucks. I think that's a powerfully priced event. It's $20 a night, basically. That's that's really good. And it's an annual event. It's like, it's a one time a year thing. I think it's easily worth that. And I glad, I'm glad it's not like 70 because again, we're just in a different income bracket generally as a parkour like population. You know, yeah. We don't have, it's not going to be an easy ask to get someone to spend more than that. But I think that's very reasonable. I also, I just want to point out too, that this event has actually over the years become the international standard. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, when people talk about world championships or like they're claiming that they're world champion speed athletes and they're talking then they won a fig competition that they were invited. <laughs> they were one of five athletes who were one willing to participate and two um, just invited because they were willing to participate. Um, uh, you know, claiming that you're a world champion speed athlete is, is one thing, but winning at NAPC or what we're calling this event, SPL one is going to really make you a world champion. So, yeah. and we got those, the storylines this year, there's just so many, like we can go top to bottom. You're just talking about speed, but, uh, we always start with skill. Let's start yeah. with skill. And so we have, we have the returning, uh, champion, Tim champion who is the only, I, I think, has anyone else, because you, you had the stats on this the other day, has anyone else won skill as many times as he has? Because he did three in a row. Oh, you know what? I don't have that data right in my brain, but he's done three in a row, which is unique. I don't think anybody else has done three in a row. So I think he's the first to do that in skill. Um, technically, in 2019, he tied Joe Henderson. Mm-hmm. Although we all really know he won. So um, shout out to Joe Henderson. <laughs> <laughs> um, we always learn too. Yeah. We always, whenever there's a, you know, we put out a format and we make live decisions and we appoint officials and all that jazz. And sometimes it just doesn't go the way that we, we thought it was going to go, but we always, we always learn and we try to adjust and, for next year. You know but what? Yeah, yeah. You, you want to keep talking about skill here? Yeah, I want to keep okay, talking about skill. Because Brody Pawson participated yeah. in 2019, and mm-hmm. he was one of the favorites to win going into the third day, and he got injured during practice, mm. and he had to pull out. And he probably, in my opinion, probably would have won skill and speed wow. based on his performance earlier in the competition. So, um, so he's returning. Um, we also have a very much a wild card coming through with uh Bay. oh my god he's he's yeah i think he just intriguing to say the least and he's been on the come up in the netherlands and he's won like all those competitions over there and um and he and this year he's been sending like world's first after world's first yeah. at like really notable spots oh. imax and, and such so uh really excited to see his performance um, we pre-qualified him based on just the fact that he's been um, so in the public eye with mm. these world world's first, but also because he actually has a track record of competition history where he's actually won. Um, Daryl Stingley is coming back, Yay! always a podium finisher, and he's been with us since 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically... Uh, a legend. Yeah, just a legend in itself. Um 
Who else we got pre-qualified for skill? Hendo. Well, Hendo. Hendo. Yeah, we got the return. But see, I was going to talk about him with speed. But yeah, the return <laughs> of the fastest man in parkour, people's champ. But also, people's champ. also you know, due to the way that uh, the competition panned out and the way we awarded points, he, he tied for first. He certainly did. You know, and if he's listening to this and we're talking about <laughs> I think we just kind of alluded to that. I uh, don't know. I think you already said it that you know Tim should have won. Uh, you know, forget to we get to run it back. Do yeah, do something again though. It was such an interesting year when that happened too, because I remember talking to Kai because I think that was <laughs> so that was like the end of storm. <laughs> but uh, the end of storm. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember Kai just saying like, I was like, who's gonna win? Like Tim or Hendo? And he's like, well. Hendo learned how to swing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was that was the big. Yeah, thing. he went to uh, he went to NorCal with like Daryl and um, and worked on swings mm -hmm. for like a like a couple of weeks, right? And then after that, it was mm -hmm. he competed at NPC and and essentially mm -hmm. uh, worked his way up to the top. Yeah. But the cool, the interesting thing with Hendo is nobody's seen anything from. I know him he's the, the most anticipated. Years. I think of all of the athletes to get announced. I'm like. What is it going to be? It's like when Conor McGregor came back yeah. for the first time after his, or even if he comes back again, it'll be just like that. Or um, John Jones's next fight. It's like someone that we just like. Who knows? Is yeah. he still got it? Like yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, I always Ooh. think the heart grows fonder, and and it's it's one of the things I, I hate about social media. Is, yeah, uh, it's kind of the it's a it's a volume game. So to, to to utilize social media, particularly now with like you know IG rewards and stuff like that, like if it's it just plays to like okay how much content can i put out and how appealing can i make it and so some people don't know how to play the game as well and so they they just go out and hit challenge after challenge the biggest stuff they can and it's it's always cool to see but it does kind of start to lull and you just get used to seeing the same kind of thing again and again so it's always nice for me if i don't see someone for a while and then i think about you know back in the day where you had to wait like a year for someone to put out their, their yeah. show reel you know the when it was just YouTube, that was always such a crazy thing. And I think like Yana Shower is the only one that's kept that. Yeah, he's <laughs> that the last really, of the uh, Mohicans on that one. <laughs> and just, well, and he might not even do it anymore. Well, yeah, he's not really doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it's done, basically. When he died, he never's going to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, he retired. He retired. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. So uh, men's skill, absolutely stacked, but I, I actually want to talk about women's skill. I was going to say there's even a better story in, in women's skill. Yeah, I agree. Because we got uh, returning uh, Sydney Olsen, who, you know, worked her way up to being basically like a, a style champion mm. to to winning skill. And um, so hold so on a second. So she's actually so every style, every women's style event she's participated in in at any PC, she's won. So like literally every time she's participated in women's <laughs> style, she's won, right? So she's known she for that. Be that. But then she she came into uh, the women's skill competition in 2017, and in 2017 she uh, she came in third, mm -hmm. um, and Renee Dambly won. 2018 comes around. Renee's injured. She doesn't show up. And uh and Sydney or sorry. No, you got the year wrong. I That's Camilla, wrong. I think. No, 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 sorry. 20 2018 
You're drunk, Tom. I'm not drunk. You don't know. All right, no, no. I got my ears up. So wait, what happens 2018? I mean, I don't think the years matter too much. It matters. that basically like Rene Dambly hasn't competed in Vancouver at one of our pro competitions in a few. She missed a few turns. And I think every time she competed in skills. 2018, 2018, Rene won. And Sydney competed and she came in third. 2019 mm. came around, Sydney won, Renee didn't uh, didn't participate. She was injured. So um, Renee is actually the most decorated uh, SPL athlete in history. Mm. She's won, she's most been medals. on the podium for more uh, for more events than than anyone else um, in the history of SPL. So and she's coming back. And she's coming back. And she's coming back. And she's healthy cool. and she's looking stronger than ever. And now we've got the current champion in Sydney Olsen and then the former champion in Renee, Renee Dimley. And we're finally going to see you it know, after a unification basically five years. Match right? in a way. Yeah, well, it's super interesting to see. Um, we've got, you know, all-time great Alyssa Serpa coming back. I know. Alyssa's back. In the, yeah. that, was a, that was a crazy she's announcement. She's farming right now. Yeah, well, it was <laughs> she's not, not anymore, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she she moved to a, a different city, so she doesn't live in in Vancouver anymore. Yeah, um, doesn't work at the gym, but she's she's very much living that uh, training out in like rural area by herself, sort of thing. And it, it actually came as a bit of a surprise because we I, I kind of had sort of wrote her off in terms of competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew she was still doing some parkour, but I didn't know she had interest in competing. And then when I we had to give her an invite because of you know previous status and she just it was you know chomping at it. <laughs> it was right away yes uh so you know she's excited to come back and and you know show that she she still does it nice moving on or are we done with skill <laughs> we mean, got there's, tam there's more people we tam, got, I mean, we talk about tam like tam, oh the, yeah i mean she's such a yeah. such a great well you, you were you were uh, part of uh, queen city yeah, like the, the film I mean, I wasn't really. I was there. I was peripheral <laughs> to Queen you're City. Somewhat, you're somewhat. I did have a credit. I did have a like even two credits, like production assistant or something. So oh, there you, go. you were part of it. God, yeah, like coffee. Yeah, but yeah, I Tom and I. So have, you basically were the brains behind. I'm essentially. <laughs> thank you. You are Queen you're City. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Tom and I had both agreed uh, after watching it that like Tam was the star. Like she, she comes off amazing on camera both like physically what she does but also her personality and everything and Mm -hmm. i think like an entire documentary could be made on just her and yeah she's always like great to to see perform she has some very special physical abilities um and so she also doesn't seem to be afraid at all of heights Mm. like it's so it's so weird training with her like which is funny because that queen city clip was the one thing where she didn't she didn't do the job. She didn't do she the job, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is totally a Tam." Like she had yeah. up there, and I went, "Of course, Tam found that." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, it's a really humanizing clip for Tam because I see Tam as this, yeah, like superhero almost. I'm like, oh, she she commits to something almost like a dom. Like, I feel like when she commits, she's just gonna do it. Yeah. To see her well, like hold back. What was awesome about that clip too is like she like didn't do it, and then she like goes and finds this dope line, right? Like right. He doesn't seem phased by it, you know. Like yeah. she's not like, oh, I'm like I'm so upset I didn't yeah. commit to this job. No, she trains for fun and it's awesome. I think that comes through a lot. I think that's why she ended up being the stars because when she trains, she has a smile on her face and she trains because she she really enjoys it. 
and you feel that when you watch it. Yeah. So it's really fun to watch her like not think like, oh, we'll get this for the IG. She's just like, no, I, I enjoy doing it, so I'm doing it. So you feel me cool. So Yeah. We can talk about speed. We can move on to speed. I mean, I'm ready. Because you already you I mean we'd already brought it up, so we gotta talk about him more. Is uh Joseph yeah. Henderson yeah. returning and, and it's it's crazy because like he was I think when you think about uh, SPL and you think about NAPC and you think about speed, you think about Joseph Henderson. Uh, did he did he compete against Mish? He did, yeah. Okay. He, he beat Mish. So Mish was but, like this unbeatable force for the longest time until but, Joseph Henderson came. In along. fairness, Mish kind of messed up. It was like Joe kind of like swooped in and had a clean enough run to get through, uh-huh. but Mish like messed up on his on the final course, which basically caused him to come in second. That was the, the when he swung across the foam pit. Is that? For me, yeah, oh, no, yeah, I don't think so. No, but that's part of that's part of why Hendo is so good is because he seems to always be able to pull out that perfect run at the perfect time. And there's yeah, but that, it came back to bite him. I think the same thing happened to to Hendo that happened to me. Was he messed up and Max Barker? Oh yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. That's well, that's why the consistency is crazy, and that's, that's why like, you look at okay. We're gonna I'm gonna make some analogies to UFC because I know that you guys get them. <laughs> that's good. And I want to talk about it. that stuff, but it's kind of like a Volkanovski. Mm. kind of type person it's like mm. his fight might not always be the most exciting but it is exciting because he's a brilliant mixed martial artist and now you just notice like he's just so good defensively he doesn't get hit and that like that's why you can see him he just never makes a mistake or john jones never makes hardly you know ever make all the greats they kind of they have the great aggression and they have all the you know offense but what really makes them great is what i heard recently is you know they have that defense developed yeah. where they don't make that error and i used to give myself i used to give myself a hard time because when i was competing i would always be like oh yeah mish is better dylan's better but like they fell that's why i won or something or i placed and then, then i was like well you know what that's something just to yeah. not be fallen so yeah. like you know, i used to give myself i used to like it's funny you say that because I really I also picture you as being one of the greats of SPL history. For sure. Like definitely like in in oh, terms I of like that. <laughs> like that era, it was like so interesting to watch Mish, Dylan and Brandon, you know. It was always you yep. two, you three on the top on the top and mm-hmm. there was nobody else that could come close, right? And anytime you were you guys were It was we're battling definitely out. it was epic it's to those be positions with were those just guys, changing, for sure. right? It was just like it was like yeah. Dylan Mish Brandon, Brandon, Dylan Mish. It yeah. was just constantly it was a little like shuffle situation. It was yeah, I mean, I I would never have been as what I think I was without those guys. Like they there's something about it's like we don't fight in the octagon, but they say like, you know, what you leave a piece of yourself in there, you just get to know somebody through those kinds of things. And that's what I loved about that. You know, and what I still love about watching SPL or, or, you know, when I was in it, competing in it. Oh, nice ankle pop. So there's a bit of a, a rivalry. Um, also, I, I don't know if you could call it a rivalry. It was, it felt like it in 2019. Cause when, when Brody was in there, uh, David Nelms, so Brody Pross and David Nelms and Joseph mm-hmm. Anderson. Uh, David Nelms was just coming off of winning a lot of those big comps, right? And really celebrating it too. Like oh, at least, yeah, at least yeah, when yeah. we saw on like IG, you know, like really like celebrating, like oh, I'm winning these. And 
there was a lot, some messaging in between like those three about, you know, finally competing and then we got to see it. What actually happened, uh, most people probably don't even remember this in 2019, is Brody edged Joseph Henderson in the first course, mm. uh, which was crazy because, because <laughs> Joe, and we also had like Charles uh, Pujado there, who oh, was yeah, just he's an another absolute he, tank. He's not coming back for this one though, no. unfortunately, but sorry, keep going. <laughs> and, uh, and then as Tom had mentioned earlier, like Brody had to pull out due to injury, um, been part of the comp. And, you know, that's talking about what you're talking about. It's like, well, sometimes it's just not messing up, not getting hurt. It's the and strength that's, of that's schedule like mm-hmm. thing too. It's like when someone's a great mm-hmm. champion or they're having a great reign, but it, mm-hmm. it feels like, ah, there's something missing because this person didn't show up or this person was injured. Like you, it's not that they're not champions or whatever, but you just want to see like, that's why, again, that's why this event that's coming up this year is so epic because it is like a unification of a lot of different sort of interim belts maybe that might be mm-hmm. floating around mm-hmm. if you were looking at it that way. Again, I love the UFC stuff and I love that you guys do PA pay-per-view and you clearly pull from that model, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's the best, it's the one that I watch most vigorously. Um, <laughs> and actually, there's a long history with me and NAPC and uh, UFC. The first UFC event I ever watched was at your house after really? after NAPC won in two thousand in twenty thirteen, right? Yeah. Do you remember what the main card was? Uh, I think it was <laughs> I think it was Benil. It wasn't a pay per view. It was just mm. a like fight night or some shit. But it was I think Benil Dariush was fighting some dude. I can't remember the other guy. Mm-hmm. But that seems kind of like too long ago for him to have been fighting. So maybe it wasn't that. No, he's been around for a long time. But yeah, I remember just being blown away because. I mean, I smoked a joint to be honest, but also I was like, <laughs> I was also like, I was also just like in a celebratory mood, and I was just like, but we were watching, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like smearing the Vaseline on the whole pomp and circumstance, Bruce Buffer, like it was all just new to me, and I was just like, this is so cool and entertaining. And ever since then, I've been you know in love with it. So I'm, I'm, I've always looked to them too for what can we do better because. I think in parkour, um, it's really helpful sometimes, especially if you're trying to put on a bigger event and like really draw more attention. It's like, what are these, what are these most highly successful accelerating promotions doing? And I think that's really cool that you guys are modeling it this way. Yeah. It's almost like the, just drawing the parallel suits. Cause I, lo- I think a lot of, a lot of guys that do parkour, at least they, um, they see themselves, you know, like a prize fighter sometimes. <laughs> and and it's interesting because like parkour to most people is not that, you know, we're always cursed with like the office reference. And oh, Tom's God. like talked about this before where it's like parkour kind of needs more of that where it's like, no, like you, I'm, like if you're staring down like a jump <laughs> that's like, you know, 16 feet across, whatever, and there's like a drop in between or something and you're trying to land on this narrow ledge and just like all kinds of crap could happen. And like you really have to tap into something that's not, I don't know. It's it's not nerdy. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> yeah. you're not. You're not tapping into like parkour. You know, you're there's no, um, it's you're you're facing down some fears, and you yeah. gotta like you gotta you gotta pull it out and and uh, and put it on the line, right? Yeah, and Agreed. I think I think with um like I think competitions like the ones we put on, they um they, they can show that, right? They can. When you see like the the final events in skill or like speed courses or whatever and the prep and just like the uh the intensity right 
Oh my god, it's amazing, and there's some really crazy moments that happen. Yeah. I mean, it's like always that, that a crazy clip, moment. Dylan, that you posted of uh, Ed Scott. Oh my <laughs> god, amazing! <laughs> Put up this this video. Oh yeah, today. I saw it. Yeah, I know. Exactly Ed's got best celebrations in the game. He lands <laughs> and it's just hype, and he's charging into this crowd, and people yeah. are storming him. And I was like, this is a moment. Like this is. Uh, yeah, I love it. I still think Zen had the best celebration of him landing the triple and like freezing for a sec, like cool guy pose, like third <laughs> attempt, and then hit, hitting him of like. I just landed that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> out. like that was, I think, my favorite like moment of SPL of all time. I think like, he cried too. Oh, yeah, like, he did. That was but like it was really a second moment. where he he looked like the coolest. Like him and um, Dante, right? We're trying to hit that triple. Yeah. And it was third attempt. Third attempt. Dante didn't land it. Zen goes up and he hits it. And he just like he, I think he hit it and just posed like b boy stance, just like. And then realized he hit it. And I was like, that was the coolest one second I've ever seen a human look of just like, nail this move, do something. And like, even, he, even he couldn't handle how awesome it was. Oh, man. Yeah, I love all like the moments in style are always just super memorable, but also the moments of like intensity that are created in speed and skill where you're just like, this guy's got to hit it flawlessly right now and he's the last to go or no one's hit this gap and you know, I mean, it happened this it. weekend. This weekend was like that was. one of the coolest moments in in any competition I've seen. Yeah, and it was yeah. like, uh, yeah. I mean, it was literally the last competitor in the last moments in the last like, challenge, the very last challenge, and he he nailed it. And so uh, that was like, I I literally like. I had my hair standing straight up and I was the skilled judge too. So I like called it. I was like, good. And then I like, I was like, Oh, yeah. I can't believe he got it in. He squeezed it in literally at the last moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was amazing. That was pretty wild. Can I bring us back to speed? Bring it back to speed, please. <laughs> Thank you. Because, uh, I was talking about, we were talking about David Nelms and, you know, the fake comps and stuff like that. And I think there's, there's quite a bit of debate around the, uh, how do you call them, like the tandem runs? Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the criticisms, oh, it's not direction changes. And I don't think that's actually the criticism to make. And I'll go ahead and say that even uh, before the, the fake comps, because the original events to do that was like that commit free run. I think was is, it, is it, oh, there right? was a few. I Up remember the like the one that Up Callum the has that yeah. famous ankle roll photo in Brazil or whatever. That yeah. was a head to head as well. That was we like got the, linear. Hop the block, just like the the linear straight yeah. line, wall after wall after wall. And to me, actually, the problem is it's there's no exciting move that happens, mm. and and there's no there's no diversity, and these are things that are parkour. Yeah. So like, if you're doing parkour, like say you're. Say you're doing performing some sort of line, right? And some of us will train this way. And I think that's how like speed courses came to be is some of us, you know, you'll try to do it faster. You'll you record a clip of yourself or something, watch it and be like, oh, okay, I kind of look like I'm just trolling along. I can hit that a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. um, but you'll also try to increase the challenge. And oftentimes doing parkour on the street, if you're just looking at it from someone trying to understand A to B, it's like, oh, well, why did you do that. It's like, well, I was trying to increase the challenge and mm -hmm. increase the speed. So that's why I did the bigger jump. You know, I could have ran around the wall, but I didn't. So with speed courses, well, we set up flags and stuff. So it's understanded that you have to go this route. But what we always have tried to do with SPL is we try to pick points in the course where there's a big challenge to do a big jump or a crazy set of strides across rails or something. 
or some kind of ascent or something or like yeah yeah really tricky just navig- something that would be really hard that someone that is just fast and strong can't necessarily do and then we always give an alternative because we don't often place our flags usually in ways that say like everyone has to do it this way yeah and what we love to see is which is faster so there's there'll be like a low route and a high route and i think it does take you know a bit of a a parkour geek to really appreciate speed but that's the biggest difference is we have moments in our in our courses where like crazy gap jumps happen Mm -hmm. i haven't seen fuck all from that from a fig comp it's just up down up down under bar yeah they, it reminds they, me they added in of, like the ability to do like 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 high rail strides but it's like you know that, that's yeah, that's it and they that's could it. easily change that like if they actually had a real parkour nerd that knows how to design a course that can push top level athletes to go just outside their comfort zone be just risky enough that some people will do it some people won't and you know like what you're talking about because mm-hmm. you know i've designed courses i know exactly what you mean mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just like it looks way too it's like the speed climbing events mm. in climbing olympic climbing it's just like yeah. cool you're all doing the exact same movement who can do it faster it's interesting to some people it's not interesting to me it doesn't feel like that's what is interesting about parkour but yeah. and climbing which and, i think that and was climbing the, exactly yeah. and you got uh people saying like well it's more entertaining because you get to see two people side by side yeah you know where you can also do that with replays yeah <laughs> by the pay-per-view <laughs> for those replays oh it'd be great to have you, you race the ghost like in video like yeah. like it's just a little yeah and this is all, of like oh he's been beating me this is all stuff where we're, we're going to be able to do that eventually and this is all stuff we're working on but yeah it doesn't need to be and i, I think like sure you could do a tandem model it's going to be always tough with like you know because it probably has to be a straight line there's more to build out um and yeah you don't get you can't do like the snaky courses yeah or if you do have some like angles it's it starts to be weird because then you have to equalize otherwise it's going to be like all right this person's got to tack off their left foot but this one's the right foot mm-hmm. we need to like i don't know it just makes it way more complex and then i don't hate it but i know what you mean it's just like we don't need it and there's there's almost not enough again for someone not enough strategy and so i, I mm-hmm. think about too like some of the guys from out here like we got uh, michael Slager. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out who we're, we're calling him the dark horse of the division right because he's a guy that trains like seemingly <laughs> trains like specifically speed mm-hmm. or for portions of um of time um in the past we've had uh oh, who's the other kid out here that, that quit the seth seth yeah. seth, yeah. seth wang well i guess i shouldn't say quit but um yeah i don't the, see so much of seth anymore <laughs> the, he doesn't train much anymore yeah but but these are these are guys that you know came up through like some gym gym cultures and like yeah. specifically trained uh speed in classes or with teams or whatever you're welcome <laughs> thank you Vinny. <laughs> taking credit for everything <laughs> I would coaches. The, the point the point yeah. of gaina is uh they know strategy and so one of the things we're actually gonna be doing different this year with the final round of speed is runners will not get to see each other practice nor Ooh. run the course live wow. and and i think that's going to be interesting for your Brody Possons and your Joseph love Henderson. That. I've thought about that before. Yeah. Because they're they're like the they they have they have the proven ability, right? Yeah. They have the proven ability that if they know the right way to go, they're running it the fastest. And so, you know, they might have the strategy as well. We're we're gonna find out, right? But it might allow someone like a, a Michael Slager to really take advantage of um probably what he's quite good at. Yeah, there's a certain chess game going on 
in competition where it's like everyone kind of knows it, especially if people start practicing the lines and stuff. But there is a little bit of like, what if I just don't do that part and I do it in the course? And now people can really, but it also begs the question, people are going to be looking at it like, I wonder what anyone else is going to do. And what I love about it is it incentivizes people to go fucking balls to the wall, really go for it, not play anything safe because they just got to, I mean, I would assume if I was in the competition that someone's going to hit the fastest line. And so we're going to see the best out of everyone instead of mm -hmm. people like kind of, you know, we'll see what happens, what time they get. And then especially if you qualified whatever first, and then you have the chance to watch everyone, you have that advantage where you can be like, all right, I'll just give it 89% and that should be good enough. And parallels to climbing again, too, in climbing competitions, you don't see the other people compete. Hmm. You're backstage, so you get that. I think you get 10 minutes ahead of time and you're allowed to look at the route and kind of do this. But then once that's over, one at a time they come out and they don't get to know what the other person did to complete it. So it's, I love that. It, it makes it super interesting to then come out and see someone else do it a totally different way and have no idea if the other person tried it that way, was successful, what happened. You, it's just you and the course at that point. So I love that, that we're doing it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there's always a moment you see when someone figures out like the beta of like what was actually the quickest route and then it just like slowly starts infecting yeah. everyone else and they like, yeah. drop what they were doing. Oh, man. And, yeah, 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 in regular. Yeah. Oh, man, that was like, this is my this is my only bad experience with SPL was one year we had the, the gnarly ascent challenge oh. that I worked oh, on. Don't even say like, it. I don't and then this again. The beta became you could just heel hook on top of the the windowsill and <laughs> we and I was just like, I worked that fucking challenge for so long. And then it was like not really worth the risk reward anymore because it was like, well, also I fucking injured myself, so I wasn't that wouldn't it wouldn't mattered it wouldn't made a difference anyways, but I was just so frustrated because I yeah. was like, but you didn't be getting away with that. <laughs> You're supposed to. It wasn't faster. That's what it was. It wasn't like perfectly you like known that it was faster because you didn't because climbing up where the pipe was was awkward as fuck. Yeah, but climbing up where the ascent was was like. You had all the room you could just top out normally yeah i remember like sorry to bring that up but i mean to no no it's just like yeah <laughs> i know i i remember that moment and i just remember watching it and we didn't do anything about it and it was like <laughs> oh we should have done something about it why did how did we let this happen and it yeah it just fell apart so but i think, think we learned from that mistake yeah i think one thing people can uh count on from us is that uh, mistakes happen We've yeah. made tons of mistakes in the past. I can't think of a single they, one of this last weekend. And they <laughs> they hurt us almost probably just as much as probably more as the uh, athletes involved because because no. we have to deal with like the fallout of it, right? It's like usually if an athlete gets burned for some reason mm -hmm. because of a bad call or um, something that you know isn't quite fair, they you know people tend to you know if, if 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 it gets out there people tend to like lift them up you know give them, we, we just get all this shit from it so it's not easy being the number one you know everyone's holding you guys to the highest standard because you are the standard so i definitely sympathize like i was actually wanting to bring that up that was something i wrote down when i was thinking of shit i might have to ask you which was like you've mentioned this is the longest running this is kind of the only running skill and speed competition that's even had like a legacy or a history behind it you know most of these events they pop up and they pop right down the next year or there's like a few you know what i mean yeah, for like, sure. it's what's like, so funny Vinny? 
I was laughing at pop up and then pop down. Not the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Apex International is a great example. Like yeah. of a competition that, in terms of, I mean, wanted to work with SPL, right? Well, and even that side. one, it, like at least it had a few years of the Invitational behind it before sure. it became the International. But then, mm -hmm. as soon as it hit that top tier level, where it was like this is a huge production, it's so hard to maintain that for a number of years. And especially with the live stream, it's a fucking nightmare. I know it because we did it that year, and I had to do the graphics package. And like I was on replays. Yeah, yeah right. I was like, I was like, oh my god. So I just uh, I know how hard it can be, and I respect that you guys have continued to push the bar and keep it going. Like it's really um, appreciated because, fuck, I mean, like who knows what it would be without SPL? I don't know what the space would look like. Might not be good. Look like fig comps. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> that exactly. It might not be good at all. Last line of defense. <laughs> yeah, <this> is, <laughs> well, we got some, you know, weird, hard to follow art emotion competitions too. You know, yeah, Red Bull does have like their thing. As much as I'm throwing shade, though, they they did make some wicked improvements, and uh, I'm excited to see what like the next year of Red Bull looks like. Because if they separate some of their ideas, they they got some cool stuff they're doing. Yeah, but it yeah, is Red just Bull, for Red Bull's definitely paid their dues as well. It feels like they, you know, they've made a lot of mistakes too, but we know that they their heart's in the right place and they do provide us like way a lot of value every year even if it's not like what we're looking for when we watch spl for example mm. but um but like i mean i i i i always feel like i come out in defense of red bull because um they've they've continued to do their event yeah like every year exactly. they're, they're doing it like they're doing red bull art motion even if it's like not what you thought and you know what you're probably complaining online about the result for one reason or another but bottom line is you care enough to watch it so like, it matters it matters right mm -hmm. it's like yeah. it, it if, yeah if if it if it wasn't that like very like yeah and if it if it didn't matter you wouldn't be talking about it so. and it's introducing the sport to a group of people that might not otherwise be into it in a net positive way whereas like you know, fig if they ended up getting popular, you at the end of the day you'd be like, oh, people think that's what parkour is, and that's one of those ones we go, not quite. But with this, it's like that is what style is. Would be you don't, and not everyone gets to jump on the roof of Greece of on a boat. Yeah, that's a little bit you know over the top, but this is a lot of what style does and body is, yeah. you know, moving through an environment. So in a net positive way, you know, new fans are created. Cool. So I think that is a big part of why I appreciate their emotion is because. There's a whole group of people who are like, wait, what is this competition? I got into breakdancing. I got into making weird airplanes and I got into parkour because of Red Bull just putting on crazy <laughs> events. Like, Yeah, no, I, I'm a fan of Red Bull as well. I don't know, like <laughs> anything like, yeah, I've got, I, I just love that SPL exists because just the fact that you guys exist and the way you're doing it, it holds Fig and, and Red Bull just to like a different standard yeah i think even if they're not going to do what your guys are going to do at least it makes it so that like they don't get to own parkour you know they don't get to own parkour yeah. competition because there is a park the people's parkour competition every year and the athletes know it and they show up and it's clear this year more than ever like they're they're showing up to to be a part of the event you know in many ways i think red bull is also the event for a style in some ways but there's two events for style at least, you know, and then for skill and speed, it's like not even an argument. Um, 
I don't think there's any other like major skill parkour event. No. So, I mean, and like, I think, and it's crazy because that's been your niche since the beginning. But like we talked about at the show, it's like, but your style event has always also just been world. It's been like the pinnacle, you know, of for sure it's it, happening it, it ends the show and i funny we were finishing up with speed and i was thinking like we talked about how skill and speed have these different generations of people coming in to compete against each other but style has always been the one especially on the men's side of like there seems to be a new person coming and throwing fucking bangers every year <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's never been like hope joey's here again who's gonna get second it's like oh joey's oh someone just smashed the comp yeah. And every year, someone new is like taking that crown for the most part, like with a move that you just didn't think you were going to see, and out of nowhere, double side precision, and you're like, okay, I, <laughs> I, what what's next? How could it be topped? Oh, every year it gets topped. So I I really like our skill comp or our style competition for that reason because there isn't a there isn't a Brandon Dillon, you know, where you expect that with speed, like oh those three are going, let's see them, that's dope. It's like a some kid's going to come from Europe and just smash everyone. <laughs> and then he'll come back next year and he'll get smashed by some kid from America who, <laughs> who saw that coming. So I, I love that about the style. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and it it I, do, I do think, style. though, that, that Sidney Olsen is a force. Well, and On the women's side, for sure. It would be hard to mention like any other woman in the world in style that could beat her right now. For sure. And I think if you were placing bets, I, I think Ed Scott is a... Is, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Uh, well, pretty good. good is Verky coming out? Oh, well, it doesn't matter hurt. anymore. He's like, injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, he's hurt. No, he was, he was supposed to come out, but yeah, he's um, yeah, no, he's not in good shape. But didn't Ed take second one year? Always a bridesmaid. No. Poor Ed Scott with the Red Bulls. Oh, Never Red Bulls. That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ed, that's, that's it's gonna be his year one year. That's almost like a format issue, though. Or is I mean, I, mean, I think it is a format issue. Yeah. Yeah. So Ed came out in 2018, but he was injured, so he couldn't compete. And in 2019. He came in like and won, but I think you can you can make the argument that Max Antel could have won that event too. Yeah, like his his line was his lines were excellent, and his big trick was bigger than anybody's big trick ever. Yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. Um, but I think you know I think Ed's lines were slightly better, and that ultimately led to his victory. And uh, that's right, he took second in big trick, but still won yeah. based on his lines being so good. Exactly, yeah. his second line was incredible. It was uh, my mind was blown. Yeah. yeah. But then you always have people like Sean Higgins who come out and put on a show mm -hmm. in a very unique way. Um, I'm trying to think of like other style athletes that like have been consistently placing. Nate Weston. Nate Weston. Always a contender. I don't know if he's a, a attending this year or if he's... He's not competing this year. I hope he comes. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually, yeah. a, um, just, just real, real quick too, uh, coming from out of town but not competing, Matt McCreary Ooh, will be in attendance. Very and uh, Bart ah, will be in attendance. To support his fellow jump boy. Or mm -hmm. What are they called? Springbro. 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 Jump boy. Rename him. It's crazy when, uh, when those names get, get dropped for me because we were like, oh, they should compete. You know, we're trying to talk to Bart. Like, you should do style. You should do this. So, um, so Matt McCreary, you should do style. And they'll come. Oh, I forgot one. Nico Van Hole is coming. Ooh. And so it's like, you should do skill, you know? And you should, we have all this trust. Yeah, him but, and skill would be a very interesting 
Uh, but it just, I don't know, it makes it makes me at least feel so good that they just want to watch the event. Mm. Yeah, they're just coming <laughs> to support us, right? And like, yeah. and just watch it and be a part of it. And that's like, that's so... Yeah, you got to do the pay-per-view, the pan, like who's in the front row? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, get the wave for the... Yeah. It'll be so fun. Oh, man. Um, I want to finish like talking about speed and then also mm. talk about style. I mean, we are talking about it, but I, and then I have some other questions, I guess, but... Is there anything else like yeah we haven't talked about about women's speed. speed yeah so Tom already mentioned Renee Dambly most decorated athlete in SPL history coming back uh, she's had mostly like dominant performances in speed mm-hmm. um, every now and then she's had I think it was uh, uh, Kasha that year oh, was the year that uh, Renee didn't I think Sarah won Sarah weight uh, speed. Didn't she? Sarah, Sarah might have. Well, one year, I thought it was when Kaja won. Uh, it was only because it was only her and Alyssa. I don't mm-hmm. think Renee competed that year, mm-hmm. and Alyssa had a fall, yeah. so Kaja won. So as far as far as my memory serves, anytime Renee has competed in speed, she's won. Yeah, and you know she's got she's got some people shows. I don't think she's ever faced Tam in speed. I don't think so either. Uh, Alyssa is. Uh, not qualified for speed, but she might might do an on-site to try to qualify. Um, and then we have like newer emerging athletes like Louisa Chang coming out, mm-hmm. uh, who's shown like really impressive uh, ways of dealing with height. So she's like pushing like the descent game more than a lot of other women we see. Uh, she's also just a, a powerhouse and a, just a solid all-around athlete. And then we also have uh, just qualified this weekend is Taylor Carpenter, who's just complete beast and uh mostly specializes in speed so i think it's uh i don't know i'm not sure having not seen renee dambly uh compete in a while like we're talking about her as like the the goat basically right Mm -hmm. now but um you know it could be could be anyone's game i have the data here Uh, oh so uh 2015 renee came second speed Mm. who to who to Alyssa. there we go okay Mm. Um, 2016, uh, Alyssa came in second. Kaja came in first. There was no Renee Dambly that year. There you go. 2017, Renee Dambly came second to Sarah Waite. Yeah, that's right. That was the year. Kaja came third. 2018, Renee first. There you go. And then 2019, she was injured, so she didn't compete. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, the last Anyone's game, the last Anyone's speed game. event she participated in at SPL, she won. well, yeah, that's that is what, yeah, I mean, that's always a part of the story of competition is like you don't know who's showing up, or what version of them is showing up on any given night, yeah, yeah. and that's why competition's so interesting. Yeah. So, 2019, Camilla won, and so mm-hmm. she didn't, unfortunately, she's still coming out, yeah. yeah I, I really, um, Camilla's one of my favorite competitors, and so. Oh, I, I know she's she's still she's still recovering right now, but I hope she she's able. She's she's still very young, so um, yeah. I know she'll be able to make a resurgence, and I, I can't wait to see her again. Yeah, twenty nineteen, she uh, second in skill, first in speed, and third in style. So like, that's right. That's she took one of each. She took the rainbow home. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Speaking of the triple threats, mm. as we move on to style, are we ready to move on to style? Let's let's do it. I'm, I'm good. I feel Jared Ludy. Oh, my oh. God. nearly took the, the entire show yesterday or this weekend on in the qualifier. Yeah. Um, 
probably the only person who is eligible in the men's division, I think, to do all three and win all three. He, you know, he's another kind of dark horse when it comes to speed and skill. I that didn't. I was impressed to see what he could do because he's always been super well rounded, but he's also never been known for his skill and speed. But he might be making a name for himself now in 2019. Um, so he didn't. I don't think we qualified him for speed in 2019 because he competed in Dallas. Yeah, but there was two courses, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, but there were two courses, and you know they're way differently. But I think we did rank point for those courses so it wasn't total time had it been total time he would have won because there was one course that uh-huh. had it was this crazy so um the tempest uh dallas uh gym there's a part where they have like a logo uh, yeah, yeah, so if yeah. you see it from the top it's like a logo and we did this thing where like you had to drop basically into the logo and there's just all kinds of crap in your way right so yeah. you had to deal with that and then from there there was like this this really tricky ascent because they almost have like a sort of um, a car park replica sort yeah. of thing. And so he had to send up in because that course, he, the two things he's very good at, you know, dropping down, taking impact and then ascending quickly. He was like three seconds faster oh, yeah. than the next time on that one. Wow. Which if you know speed, that's a ridiculous that's amount of time. Light year. Yeah. I was so shocked when I saw that. He took like a 15 foot drop and just was sprinting right out of it. And I was like, oh my God, Jared. So Yeah, and that was one of those events where I didn't realize till like after the event, like, oh, he didn't he didn't make it through. Okay. But the more I thought about it, like I've been thinking about it for like a couple just since that since that <laughs> event now, where I'm like, I I would need to see this guy in in speed. And like he was um for me, like I know Olaf is very good. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of other uh, fast guys in this, this weekend, but I, I would, was expecting Jared Ludy to win for speed. If he, as soon as I saw that he was doing all three events, I was like, yeah, he's going to win speed. Yeah, and that's great. Like that's another thing. It's like to take on even two events is not a great strategy if you want to win one of them. <laughs> yeah. But to take on all three. And and to really compete and potentially he was still win training today. I know he, he was, was still in the gym today doing like he's, just crazy he's he's shit everywhere. Unstoppable. Yeah, he's that kid is bunny. amazing. He, by the way, he's looking to go in the UFC after his. Who knows what he's doing with when he's going to go into it? But he, I was talking last night. He was here watching the fights. No way. So <laughs> we're at. <laughs> no, I know. So admirable. We're uh, uh, not enough. It's not enough. His parkour is not enough for for. Ludi. How do we keep him in parkour? I don't know. Prize money's got to go. Yeah. Maybe as these cool as, as cool as that is for him. How do we keep him in parkour? Maybe, maybe the parkour pay per view points will keep him in parkour. But um, hopefully, we can talk more with him directly about that. But who else in style are we looking forward to? Obviously, he's a highly. We can, we can run down the uh, the existing list of of pre qualified athletes. Mm-hmm. So we have Ed Scott returning. We have just like Joseph Anderson, we got Max Antel, who we have not seen anything mm. from pretty much since he landed that double side. Although I think he had one crazy like banger Instagram. Right, right we were talking about it. He, I was like, I haven't seen anything from him in like a year. And then he drops like a four minute like mega clip of like <laughs> <laughs> first moves. Wow. I was like, never mind. He's doing things. He's still good. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got the parkour twins. Oh my God! Yeah, the twins are in it. Putting up Kalen Chan. Sure. We got Kalen Chan, who's done things no one else has done before. Yeah, 
we got Dom who hopefully finds the highest thing in the gym to front flip off. Dom's going to flip off of the top of the bingo sign and onto the fucking street. <laughs> <laughs> street. My trick is out. My trick is out here. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to run through these quickly, but what, who else we got? And pull it up. Who did I miss? Apologies to Someone everyone that great. we're missing. I remember I, I was running through this lineup sure. with Joey and he was just like, oh my God, that's a crazy lineup. Sydney Olson. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. some like, heat coming in. I actually, uh, I just saw a clip on uh, Instagram today because we, we didn't mention it for skill, but- Is uh, Noah coming for style this year? No. No. It's a, that's uh, a little unfortunate. But she lives right next to the full of a movement or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. It, was, it was a conflict yeah. of the events, yeah. That's like her home gym, I heard. Yeah, so. she's like sponsored by it. So yeah, I think she makes has sense. obligations mm -hmm. to go. But I, we didn't mention uh, Jared Nahulu for skill. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's pretty qualified. And Oof. I just he just put a clip up today because he's in Seattle right now at Freeway Park. And he did. A, I saw it. The, the style line he did. And, I, and I'm thinking, is he going to try to do, because he obviously couldn't be here this weekend mm -hmm. to try to do style. And I'm, I'm curious if he will uh, come to on-sites for style uh, because he, oh, <laughs> that's a big one. So um, he, he's just showing a video. Say I, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I'll just go ahead and try. Say Asakura. Oh Saint yeah, Cor. yeah. Saint Core. Saint Core. Yeah. The, yeah. the homework. The homework was to do a combo, and we defined it by either having a plyometric connection, but you couldn't do a setup move in between. This is for the online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't do a setup move in between, so we didn't want to see like a move and then like a scoot to another move. We needed like a pop to something and. No, like he he did the best of just like okay this is the assignment this is what you do um but he did something that it, first of all it's so clean <laughs> yeah. it looks like a freaking video game it's so damn clean and i've i've never seen anyone else do that so he does he does jump 360 stride triple cork wow oh yeah yeah, yeah kind of i've been like yeah he's he's got the style dude he's got like that x factor where it's it's not just clean movement it's like i just it's aesthetically pleasing yeah it didn't look hard it just you know looked I mean? like it was like yeah until he gets down from a wall landing his triple cork and like just like looking like having some swag like some people yeah. just look safe doing it yeah. you know what yeah. i mean yeah. and some people i mean safe is good yeah but it's like they look like almost too safe and some people look like it's just nothing like they just yeah. well, the funny thing about this is he he submitted he oh yeah did. He, so he did the, the 360 to triple cork mm -hmm. and then uh and then he posted again because he so he had to he went back and did it a second time because he forgot that he had to show off the sponsor oh, <laughs> oh my god dude <laughs> different outfit yeah yeah the so, next generation of athletes that's coming up is blowing oh wait ellis in the mix this year with you guys or no ellis is also going to for love ah yeah tough yeah one of these days we're having a unification you know, for those it's yeah events. exactly that was buy know, them out you know we tried but we tried though yeah we we, we, tried, we really we tried, tried with him yeah. we mm -hmm. we had this whole plan to work because we're doing so we're doing a super camp uh, mm -hmm. at origins right yeah and that was a way to uh make sure <laughs> some mm -hmm. certain big names uh were coming out now he wasn't part of that um we ended up choosing for style we ended up choosing ed scott because you know returning champion makes sense but we were trying to get him to come through boston 
and we were going to basically find a way to pay for it if you know he was able to do a jam so, so that um dylan's gym hub and boston could make the money back and he didn't want to do it oh all right so i don't like i I don't hey, know if he wants to it. compete that bad. I, I, I feel like we had the, we were kind of like jaded by it because like he's been showing up to uh, some of these um, like fig comps and mm-hmm. not placing first, mm-hmm. you know, he and, and this Red is Bull and didn't place first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, um, oh, I was almost in my, <laughs> I oh, almost yeah. said something wrong, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you, you know, you know, Close, we, have, yeah. we have a little secret <laughs> about another event, but um, uh, yeah, so he's, you know, he's just not coming in first and then yet on online everyone's like he's the best in the world and i feel like we have an event where we could truly you know play to his strengths and and mm-hmm. show that and he doesn't want to come so you're gonna come ellis just wait <laughs> just one day hopefully yeah. next year hopefully yeah, next year there's no other stuff going on hopefully like I, you know flights are cheaper yeah and everything it is, but it is a beast it's hard too because he's getting flown around for yeah for free so these other things and we can't we don't have the funds to do that we can't <laughs> pay for everyone to come out so yeah that's tough we could talk about uh the competition we're on this weekend yeah we're on open yeah. a quick summary of what happened it was like a mini NPC. i mean it was a yeah. mini spl one you know it was speaking of highly shot or uh, yeah you know, lots of crazy talent all right let's do it <laughs> outrun <laughs> open so uh the outrun open was held at uh, outrun uh, parkour which is a like they actually they just built this gym over the last over the pandemic yeah, yeah. two years yeah. um based from the ground up and uh it's in fort collins colorado here so um so we were like well this is a sexy looking gym let's do a nice sweet event here so uh and it's new right so it's like untapped um so yeah we put it together and uh we flew we flew over here on my birthday Yes, we did. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Happy Tom. Birthday, Thank, Tom. You. Thank you. I'm not yeah. saying it. Yeah. Huh? What? You're say not yippee. saying it? I'm not saying You're it. not saying what? I think it was You're a great birthday weekend. It says yippee. I say yippee. Yippee. You, you always say it. I, I do. Because what did you You didn't give me a yippee this year. You were at home. <laughs> he literally wasn't. He wasn't home. You I literally, was literally in Colorado. I know. He wasn't home. If you were home, I would have given you. No. <laughs> Get out. Um, yeah, so we organized the comp in like a few days and uh, it came together really well. I think, uh, I think overall, I think it was great. Um, yeah, skill. We actually had a home, uh, a homegrown athlete from Origins come through. That was the moment we were talking about earlier. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so his name's Holden Clark and he's been around for probably almost 10 years. Um, he started when he was like 10 or 11. And, uh, what we're having a moment don't worry about it having a moment? Oh, it's a good moment uh and yeah i think he surprised everyone in the room that was that was by f- like including myself for sure I and mean, there was no one who wasn't on their feet ecstatic to see a last minute last second can't believe you had a challenge that only one other person had hit yeah during that competition to beat the person who was the only other person to hit that. And then not only that, he hit the challenge that he, only two other people had hit casually. He snaked, he snaked first place from Jared. Yeah, he snaked like, it. He yeah. snaked third first place from, from Jared, who, yeah. who would have had the triple crown, yeah. first yep. place in all three. Yep. But um, literally the last competitor, last second, last 
point one second. Yeah. In the, the on, actual, the, on the last obstacle. On the and, last and right before it starts, Vinny looks at me and he goes, "We have a three-way tie for third place." And then. And then as Holden is going, <laughs> he hits two challenges and Vinny's like, oh my God, we have a four-way tie, four tie for third, for third place. place. And then he just keeps hitting challenge after challenge. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, is this going to happen? Yeah. Like and, he, he hit the third challenge. I'm like, okay, he's in third. He hit the fourth challenge. I'm like, oh, he took second. And then he hit the fifth. I was like, he just won on that challenge. That was... Well, he won on the bonus point. He won on the he bonus point. He would have tied, right? He would know. Because he Jared hit one more challenge him the day before. He, he, he would hit have, one more challenge the second day, but then because he finished all five, there was a bonus he, point, right? You finish all five the fastest you get a bonus the point. Fastest. If he didn't get it, he would have lost. He would have took second. Exactly. So it was, it was he, got, he had a total score of 10 oh, versus yeah. Jared's 9.5. If there wasn't that bonus point, if someone else had finished all five faster, he would have had a nine. He would have mm -hmm. taken second mm -hmm. with that bonus point. Oh, but if he... Oh, very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. So the whole, the whole thing was super, super close. It was actually... Vinny, who informed me that he won, I was just like, you know, <laughs> stoked that I mean, the, the moment was like, basically, I'm, I'm emceeing. Mm -hmm. I can't see the last challenge he hit. You're Kong, saying five, four, three, two, one. Mm -hmm. The last challenge he hit the, the Kong Pre. So he, he had like 40 seconds left and he's just like, just amping up and he let out he's he does this thing yeah. this yeah. thing he went whoosh <laughs> that's like a as you don't know that's like a that's like a karate thing yeah okay did. yeah and um i was like oh my god <laughs> and, then he, um, and then he runs at the wall and like like stops you know he does like oh, i'm not gonna i'm actually not gonna kong you know yeah. like, i'm scared and i was like oh crap you know you just like because i saw him doing some kongs before before he started like next to jared mm. they were both hitting the kong prees and you know landing similar height and i was like well if jared had the power for it i think holden has the power for it and so and then he does he sends one and he lands it to, in my view in my yeah because i was i was standing like my, my, my point of view sorry not like my yeah his my feet opinion. are kind of like in between walls you can, no mm -hmm. one could really see exactly except the judge yeah who again like we're, we're all we enter these things sometimes when like a situation like this i'm always like oh i don't want there to be like a, a bias around this Mm -hmm. yeah, but it also sucks because like during the event i'm thinking like oh he's he's messing up his speed practice he's doing this wrong he's doing like i just want to you know just say a word at him or something you know yeah. and we can't we, we can't yeah. do that and so tom calls it as a as a no i put no stick up. his foot slipped and i so looked he down. landed i could i like from the standard that i have of what is a stick mm -hmm. i could i couldn't justify giving him do you know why his foot slipped why he toe clipped on that call. On the call? Yeah. Did he really? Oh, yep. I didn't notice that. Ooh. But yeah, so he, so yeah, he, I mean, he lands really close. He, he lands he his left foot right slides foot. forward, but he's there. Mm -hmm. And he looks over at me, and then you could just see his eye like his eyes like, no. So he then runs back and he's yeah. like, five, four, <laughs> three. And then he starts going and then he hits it. He nails it. And like literally zero seconds left and, on the And clock. not even super clean, but like way clean enough. But in, like he lands it and just gives like that little wiggle where everyone's like bated breath, like, oh shit, is he gonna overshoot? Is he gonna step out? And there was like, a collective yeah. gasp. Yeah. Yeah. And it like just stops. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah that was. And then that was I wild. put the good up and yeah. uh, and it was the. Celebration. Yeah. So it's such a great moment. Uh, one of my favorite moments in probably any competition I've ever seen. Um, I don't think. I don't think that round has ever come down to that 
the same way. Yeah. No, we had some like, I think we had some buzzer beaters like in women's skill in the community round in 2019, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool. Yeah. Like I think actually, um, was it Hannah Kim? That did a no a no Kelly it was Burza. um uh what's Megan Megan yeah 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 Megan. yeah, yeah. Megan, Megan Megan yeah sorry no, I had but that was that was a different round though mm-hmm. yeah the community round yeah yeah but we do like and that was the thing like he landed and I, I had thought that he had got it so I was like okay it's done Tom puts up the X and I look down at the timer and it's like right, five four <laughs> <laughs> like just because because um I try to um. Actually, I did this for for a couple of guys because like they're because I know this is a possibility where someone will get it, and so you know I think those those countdowns are important because you got to make sure you know like get the person amped up, go for one more, go for one more, and you know we actually had a, quite a few. It's hard to keep it going for two minutes. You got to be in freaking good shape um, because we have some people you know throwing up X's with mm-hmm. uh, you know twenty uh, twenty seconds to go because they're just gassed, yeah. you know. Just give mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. You were saying like uh, because he was fatigued, it gave him like just the right amount. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like he overshot the first one a little bit, and then like because he was like gassed and had to run back to the start and go right away, it like depleted his energy just enough to like, like allow him to get the yeah. distance to stay it. Oh wow, it was such a moment. Yeah, I mean, we we already kind of mentioned uh, Jared's like Jared came came first in speed. Um, and uh, there was a, uh, there was like some pretty good competition there, but I mean, I think I don't think anybody was close to really touching Jared. But yeah. second and third was definitely a, a competitive. That, that final risky jump he did too, like on the on oh, the yeah. second oh, course, yeah. missed it. Yeah. Course, nor was it the first the, course. The first course, yeah. The first course where um, you know he really pulled ahead and and he actually like <laughs> bounced back the finish and then just. Like like a friggin' animal just like pulled himself over the wall. Yeah. But uh Olaf was actually the one that did the course the way that we had seen in designing it as the fastest. He did a as a tic tac at the end. Mm-hmm. And he told me last night, he said he didn't practice that. He had already kind of cause it's his home gym, right? Mm-hmm. And so he had already kind of practiced that and knew it was the fastest and he he like held it because ah. he didn't want to show anybody. So we talked about this. Because I told him about the the um the blind runs that we're planning for, for SPL one, so he's very excited for that. Yeah. Uh, well, if he see, makes it that but, far. See, Olaf actually didn't even come in first in that course, though. Oh, yeah. Neither, Brennan, did, neither Brennan, did Jared. Yeah. Brennan. Uh, uh, Stall. No, no, no. No, Jared came in first still on that one. Yeah. No, he no he didn't in the first course. Yeah, he, he did. did. I yeah. think someone he was, beat him by. Uh, he was, 14, he was in first for 14, all. 14, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Three, he, uh, had 12, 13 he had a 12. He had a 12 and it was a 13. Yeah. The, it was a second course where he didn't come in first. Yeah. But Brennan Stahl took a low route. And I was like, there's no way this guy's going to do well. And then he came in second on that course. And I was the like, pure aggression in speed, dude, sometimes. Yeah. It's just like the well, X factor. Well, apparently he's a sprinter. Oh, yeah. So he's got quick ground he's contact. Yeah. And uh, he's still like, I mean, he, he can do parkour. He's he's still like fairly, he's still fairly confident, but or competent. But he's he's still like kind of like working through the skill around uh, making parkour, uh, like the technical side of it work. Um, so I'm really excited to see what happens with this kid. So, cause yeah, yep. he's got, cause he's got the wheels. <laughs> he also speaks at like a frenetic pace. Yeah. I was talking to him last night. I was like, oh, this is why you're good at speed yeah, courses. Exactly. <laughs> that nervous system is just firing. It's just, uh, <laughs> constant. Uh, Ram, oh, overdrive. Man, style though. I'm, mm. uh, style. Is Flawless. A, <laughs> oh, style, style, style. There are, there are some, some things. 
Yeah. Well, Jared won style. Jared won style. We could say, oh, Ryan. Uh, Ryan's shoe came off and everybody thought he broke his ankle. That was yeah. terrifying from the yeah, office. Yeah. So he hits double side on his on his, uh, on his line and uh, is the first move. He lands well yeah. and then is going to go into his next move and then he realizes his shoe is coming off and he's like, oh no, what do I do? So then he stopped and then he's like, what do I do? And then <laughs> Renee was like, well... You should have kept going. You but should have kept yeah. going. <laughs> um, so unfortunately, he didn't get a, a, a score, but we we still let him like do the course just to like show it. Do his do. line anyway. Yeah. By the way, I spoke to Ryan's uh, dad. So Ryan Aviang, his his dad Angel uh, owns Sessions Gym mm-hmm. in in California, and I, I talked to him after. He was he was really happy that was the call made. Mm-hmm. Not well, not, I can't say happy, but he was like, yeah, that was the right right call because he he knows. Um, like Ryan's been doing a lot of youth comps. And I was like, yeah, if that was a youth comp, I would have been like, go again. Yeah. Like, no one wants to see a kid cry. So, <laughs> but um, it's like, yeah, this he's is a dog comp. This is for a pro. And super. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's another one where you're just like, where yeah. is this kid going to end up? I mean, where's the sport going to end up when he's matured? Well, he, so he started the line with double side and then goes through, does a bunch of other stuff and finishes with a triple, cor- triple yeah. full. Yeah. Screw triple. And yeah. it's just like, yeah. who has who has the like the capacity to do just triples at the end of a really long <laughs> style line like not that. from very high up and yeah exactly uh so yeah, what it a was legend insane. so in the making already that i mean that i think that line probably would have scored the highest mm-hmm. if it would have counted yeah um so uh unfortunately he uh he didn't quite make it through to the podium but um but yeah i think uh i think i think uh he learned a very important lesson Tie your fucking shoe. Tie your next time. Use that last lace eyelet. Yeah, 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 you're not already. Uh, We we also had a lot of fun in. um, We had a lot of fun in in the women's divisions. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, I mean, not not the biggest turnout, um, and that's been kind of um, something that's just kind of been happen happen this year. Is it's not not big uh, turnouts for uh, for women. Um, I mean, various, various reasons, I guess, um, uh, we talked about like four level movement and that's yeah. so for our, like our pre-qualified athletes, lots of no's from a lot of, um, international women. Um, but, but, you know, we had, we had a really fun turnout. There's, um, we got the, the two Mel's, yeah. uh, Mel yep. McQueen and Mel Wheeler and, uh, or I should say the Mel, the Mel, <laughs> the and Mel. Mel Wheeler. And I was talking to, I was talking to the Mel after the comp and, um, She's, you know, she's not really there to, to compete so much as like just to, you know, show. She's very extroverted, and you know, she's <laughs> obviously likes being in front of a crowd. And uh, we also have a um, woman back home at uh, at Origins, Brenda, and both of them are, you know, really keen to to try to just get more women in. And how do you do that? Well, it's like you show up, yeah, right. Um, so hopefully, you know, I don't know exactly there's who was in attendance or who know about the event, but. Um, you know, hopefully when they see, uh, women like Mel, uh, coming in that they, you know, realize like, okay, I don't have to win this thing to, for it to be meaningful. Right. Yeah. That's um, very powerful that she brings that level. That's one of the re- thing, reasons why Kira ended up competing mm-hmm. and winning, you know, so happy. just like, so happy. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. To, yeah, she crushed it. I think, um, it's, it's funny cause like a, f- a few years ago was the first time I saw Kira compete. Um, the only thing I knew about Kira was she was on the cover of Parkour Strength mm-hmm. <laughs> from a long time ago. 
and uh, saw her compete at Apex Denver, and it was a speed comp, or she, she did she did speed, and uh, she did like a high line across some bars, mm-hmm. and it wasn't the fastest route. It was actually like a needless high line, but it was so freaking impressive, and it was just like, oh, if you had a better strategy, you probably would have won. Yeah, <laughs> but like I'm also glad you did like the really impressive, <laughs> impressive route. And, she also was doing the during the skill comp. Mm-hmm. She was doing that like that stride. The stride, pre- yeah, that was huge. Right, because she's was she like five foot? Yeah, I mean, no, she's not that short actually. I think okay. she's, but she's not tall. No, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, she we call her the tiny giant because she's mm-hmm. just like, she's always doing like big stuff for her size, and she's mm-hmm. like big personality for her size sometimes, yeah. and she ends up doing kind of her own thing. She's always kind of playing her game. That's why she's like, ah, I could do the strategy, but I want to do this line. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. we yeah. see that sometimes. It is, it is like special to have that too in a competition mm-hmm. i remember there was one year when you could like go into the foam pit and it was mm-hmm. like okay yeah. but mm-hmm. like one i think it was renee or Alyssa, one of them or both of them maybe were like no we're going across yeah because mm-hmm. we're not going in the goddamn foam pit and it mm-hmm. didn't like help their time but no like that, I think that was, was one of like, the, like if you go back to the stats and we compare that that yeah. was probably the year that Alyssa didn't take first yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was your casual one yeah. 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 yeah yeah um and then we also have michaela quinn yeah uh who's just like a force yeah she crushed it she's already uh pre-qualified for style um and speed and And so now she's also doing skill and she's she's kind of someone who's also like in a similar position to to jared ludy where we didn't even we were talking about uh the the speed lineup and the skill lineup earlier and we didn't 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 mention her yeah yeah so she's someone like who very much like jared ludy could we could see her on all three podiums Mm, for sure um Let's see here. What time are we at? I wanted to get it like maybe a, a nice little sort of broader view topic real quick of just like, how did you, how, you know, you guys are a team and like, how have you kept this running for so long? Like, how do you do it? Why do you do it? You know, like this, this ain't easy. I know it's not easy. You guys were, it's fucking one in the morning right now. Stubborn. You guys have fucking went Stubborn. all day for three days in a row. I know you've been up late doing this stuff and give us a little insight like what is it that makes this still work over the years because like we were talking about earlier it's so hard to keep it going for a number of years and you guys have put on and you're not even even when it gets harder you're gaining momentum it feels like so if we don't do it who will you know like a big part of it like (laughs) Mm -hmm. i always wanted to compete in something like this when i was a kid and i competed in spl and i loved it and I want my students to have something to go into and grow into. And um, that's a huge motivating factor behind me, for me. And uh, and the concerts are so much fun. They're so fun to see everyone push so hard. Um, and it's awesome to see people trying their hardest at parkour mm-hmm. and being into it and being, you know, um, that's, that's why I'm in, that's why I love doing it. Yeah, I, uh, I echo a lot of what Dylan just said. I think that the the one thing that kind of came to mind immediately when you asked that question was I'm a fan mm. and as a fan I want to see it and so because I want to see it I have to make it happen and mm. I'm just and it just so happens that I think like this all kind of fell together and we started doing it and you know when we started because we we started doing it we can't just stop now like uh, if if anything like now is the best time to do it. <laughs> so yeah. Like especially like this year, especially after coming off of 
three years of not doing it and just feeling like, okay, like we stopped doing it. And, and now, and we could feel it's like bubbling underneath the surface is like, people are really itching for this to happen again. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, we came back with essentially a rebrand for what we're doing with the event. And, um, and I think, uh, I think ultimately I'm more excited than anybody to see, <laughs> to see what happens at this thing. That's so I'm idea. a fan. That's why. I think when we started with like the first NAPC, there was this, it was the first time that I felt like I was part of something that I jumped on where I felt like we had a good idea and someone else was going to jump on it because there's been so many times in parkour where I felt like, oh, I can do this, but no, I'm, I'm not going to be the one to do that though. Like, or, I don't, or I don't know enough or I don't want to, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and it was a bold move because we came out with this title, North American Parkour Championships. And a lot of people like hated on it right away, but we just, we were just <laughs> like, well, we, we had, we had invited the best in North America and <laughs> there was, you know, another organization out there called like World Free Running and Parkour Federation. Yeah. And, you know, people out there trying to like trademark parkour and so like it's like, well, we got to jump on this like generic name before anyone else grabs it. Um, and again, it was like the first time that, that I felt like, okay, I know this is a, this is, this is the way to do this. This is we, like Tom and I would both, we, we had done tons of comps before that. Um, and I actually like flex a bit now. I was trying to actually think the other day, like, like how many comps we've organized. Like I'm sure over 20 at this point. I don't think oh, any, more, I don't think there's going to be like some gym owner out there. Like I've done, you know, 30 years. So it's mm -hmm. like, okay, but not at this scale. Right. So like all like, and that's, that's top. That's, that's, um, you know, the look we've done fun comps. We've done like funny themes. We've done, you know, like tricks for treats. We've done mm -hmm. season speedings. <laughs> we've done all the way up to, you know, NAPC, right? Yeah. He's like that one. And, and yeah, that was the first time where it was like, it was just, you know, take making the, the bold move. And then, it's just been sticking with it since because it it um quickly became like celebrated and people, you know when's the next one so so after the success of the first one it just made sense to keep going and now it's like i always just want to be able to like see what like what what do i want to see mm. you know what, what do i want to see with parkour what do i want to see happen with parkour and just so happens that i'm we're in a position where you can make that happen you know it's like mm -hmm. what what do i want to see a parkour competition look like we we always want to reflect the sport at this um in a way that you know makes athletes feel appreciated for what they're good at instead of making them do some other weird sort of format and make it feel like it, it is to like what it's like to do it on the street and we also want to make it entertaining and so it's always a bit of a puzzle to figure out both and just because <laughs> I, I was thinking about this um quote from dmx um <laughs> it's kind of a weird i, I know can't, it's, it's like i can't wait to hear that. <laughs> um this was actually like right before he he passed and i was watching like a clip um i think actually i, I don't think he's the one that posted it but i remember like tom taylor had messaged me about it too when i when i had like reshared it um and it's like someone asking him like who's who's the best rapper of all time and i think there's like another rapper with him and they say like oh this person and dmx is like I gotta say myself, you know, and like part of it was like, yeah, like I I, I write what I like, you know, was his reason, mm -hmm. and I I just I feel the same way. I feel like we're the best. Mm. I feel like I'm we're putting out what we like to see, 
And that's why we're going to continue to be the best. Yeah. Nice. That's a good next quote. This is, uh, I don't know. Oh, dude, he's got the best X voice right now. You, you, you're just about what I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually kind of, uh, kind of build on that. Uh, Renee, uh, I remember years and years ago, I think this must have been when we were probably first organizing the uh, North American Parkour Championships. Um, all, basically, all of the opportunities for athletes to compete were through uh, style, mm. right? So it was, it was free running, right? Free running competitions, you know, and that was they were ubiquitous. There was you know Red Bull, there was Barclay Card, there was you know just it was easy, right? Everybody thought, okay, well you can compete in free running, but you can't compete in parkour. And I remember a discussion we had. I don't remember if you said it, or if I said it, but it was basically the concept of parkour is too cool to like let die mm. and to like not like test in a competition format uh and so that's why we're like we, we gotta be doing speed right so like speed is like the, the original concept of parkour despite not many people actually practicing speed <laughs> like speed um and then we added skill because Originally, we used skill essentially as a qualifier to get into the speed comps. Yeah, yeah, I remember the Tempest games were like that. Yeah, it was like What's a. It, it was a way for a, Seattle Summit had like a, a yeah. competition. That was one of the first ones I ever did. That had that was the first time I'd ever seen a skill format, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is the that was the first this time is the you. funnest time. I this is the funnest part of the competition. Yeah, like that's the one that like." Even if you don't like, I don't know, it's just fun to be a part of it. Even if you're competitive or not, like you just end up enjoying it. Cause that's the one yeah. that's kind of the most mirrored to training. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, and so, yeah. And that's what we, we realized is like, okay. So we were using skill to qualify into speed because we were like, well, we don't want like just anybody doing speed cause you can get hurt doing speed. Right. Mm -hmm. so we were that was like, also before we devised ways to incentivize certain routes. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. actually like yeah. challenging and this is what people will find when they try to make speed courses is it's it can be challenging to make it where like a skilled person wins mm. someone who's just like tenacious enough can just play yeah yeah course. yeah sorry yeah course design is difficult oh, yeah because you have to pay attention to like what's happening what's topical what can people do right now if you don't know then you guys do a great job of that but please continue yeah well and yeah and that that just kind of that that started as like okay this is just a way to filter out some people to get into the speed event and then we started realizing how fun it was and we then we started going in one direction that tempest actually went into with the tempest games which was like let's measure scale mm -hmm. right like how far can you come how <laughs> high can you dyno you know whatever and then, and then I, I remember, you know, just this, just talking about this and, and reflecting on it. It's like, is that what makes parkour cool? <laughs> like how far you can go? Like, or is it the context that you put it in? Mm. Is it the thing that like, like, is it how far you can jump or is it jumping far on a rail at height? Is that what's cool, right? So, yeah. or like the the complexity of the tech, like the technical components of like what makes this like um, like a skill challenge like unique and hard and interesting to to watch, right? And so that's you know, and then we realize like skill is actually like the real parkour competition, um, and sp speed. I still love. I I love participating in speed competitions whenever I can. I, like, I'll take speed class every now and then 
um, because it's super fun to run them. But skill is ultimately the best reflection of what we do, mm -hmm. um, unless you're into flips. And that's why I like my style. <laughs> skill is the best thing, unless you like the other stuff. Unless you're like many of the people that yeah. Yeah. practice. But well, yeah. it's, it, we, it's, it's, and it's, that's why we have all three, right? Yeah. It's because we want to have a, uh, a, an outlet for essentially all three disciplines, all mm -hmm. ways of, of doing the sport. Um, and we don't cover everything, right? There's no geek parkour competition that we do. Yeah. There's no, um, yeah, I don't know. That's my term. Yeah. That was what I was actually about to say. <laughs> <laughs> Can you define geek parkour for us? Ooh, geek parkour. Yeah, it's okay. So first of all, if you look at it and you can hear Steve Carell, <laughs> definitely geek parkour. <laughs> Got it. Okay. If you can if you can hear Steve Carell as it's happening, definitely geek parkour. But mostly it's um so parkour has this thing, and I think Tam actually talked about this in Queen City, where it's like Yeah, where she talked about it's like there's so many different moves that involve just like throwing yourself, you know. It's like, okay, like a, a dino is like a jump. A lache is actually a jump. You know, a jump is a jump. Mm -hmm. A Kong is a jump, right? But it's like when you take those things and you're like, what's the small, like the weirdest, lowest thing I can do this on instead mm -hmm. of like the most, like, that's, that's geek parkour. Just, just for the pure challenge. I just want to see if I can, if I yeah. can just, you know, swing through this thing with like, you know, out hitting my butt on the ground and then like somehow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't, you, it's, it's like a Jackie Chan move. Something like, I think of like, all right, when he goes, there's a really famous, like he does like an underbar through like a cash. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know what it's called. Like the safety card? glass. It's like a safety glass, but he goes oh, like through yeah. like a little, yeah. like tiny thing. And it's like the world's smallest underbar, <laughs> but like, it's totally stupid unless you like are in that context and you have that thing and you're like in a fight and you have to get to the other side of this thing where now they can't get you because they can't squeeze to the bars like that kind of stuff i yeah it's like it's the find the context because some of the stuff is just like if you don't yeah i don't know i'm i'm a i'm a total i am a geek about it that's like why i like sometimes i'm like oh, i just wanted you to be geeky the way i am <laughs> Do it this way. You're a nerd. Like find a, a difference. I'm a nerd. I guess. <laughs> the kind of challenges where like you might, you know, there may be some mental because like, you know, you might take a shinner or cut a finger or something. But at the end of the day, like someone across the street is watching you like, what the fuck is this guy trying to do? You, you two feet off the ground. Like swinging through bike racks. I remember that's the first time you introduced it. To oh, me. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, it was like the circle ones. Yeah. 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 Like the, the loopy ones, like just swinging in like dashing out but with no we would we would do that right i think I, I remember mason was mason fleet was really into that I feel like the bike racks you would like swing and see if you can like swing around and catch the next oh, set yeah. and swing through and catch the next set that's but, very geek yeah. yeah yeah no i do some of that geek shit yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So we, we there's nothing before. wrong with nothing wrong with it before. nothing wrong with a little no, geek geek, it's just geek, it is geeky geek, it's important geek to know when you're geeking yeah. though you really yeah. it's you important. know if you but if 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 you're posting that on instagram like you got to know there's there's not a lot of people that are going to appreciate it it's a lot of people yeah. who think like oh, I could do that, and they're gonna go to do it once and not film it, and be like, "Oh, it was really hard." But then <laughs> still think you're a geek for trying it. Like, <laughs> this is stupid. I won't do it anyway. <laughs> All right, Benny. We didn't really hear from you on oh. the whole thing. I wanted to about SPL. Way in. Uh, this year is kind of weird for me because I haven't been part of the community for three years now. Um, but I hadn't messaged. 
I think I messaged Renee every year. Hey, is it happening this year? Hey, is it happening this year? <laughs> um, and last year, I think it was uh, the initial message was, we're trying to. We'll see what the government says. And then that government said no. Uh, um, but I've been doing, I think I've, my first one was 2015. And I kind of got, I say dragged into, but dragged <laughs> into volunteering because it was, I need someone competent to help me move stuff. And I was like, I'm competent. It's kind of how I got into owning a gym in the first place. It's just <laughs> slight competence and you just can do whatever. But like, hey, I need someone to help. And I was like, all right. And then 2016 was like, hey, I'm going to come back. You need more volunteers? Cool. 2017, I come back. Hey, by the way, you're in charge of the volunteers. <laughs> you get volunteers now because I'm sick. All right. And then I think 18, 19 were the first years I helped as part of SPL. And um, this year coming back, it's it's definitely, uh, you know, I, I don't know a lot of these kids anymore but i the people i do know i have no other opportunity to see people who were my family for you know seven years doing parkour yeah so you know seeing lincoln this weekend was like just him walking in was just like a highlight of like i haven't seen you in three years (laughs) if i didn't come to fort collins i might not see you ever again (laughs) if i don't go to a parkour event lincoln's not gonna come visit me at my job so like i might as well go to do what he does so like seeing a lot of these people knowing that you're gonna be there uh brian prince is gonna be there i'm I'm flying to portland to drive up with jake v hill who was like my best friend for three years and i haven't seen him in three years and it's like crazy so it's a lot of it is seeing you know old friends and family a lot of it is pushing a competition that i think I to agree with Dylan. We're like, if I have kids or a family, or whatever. Hey, watch this. This is what humans can do. And mm-hmm. yeah, you know, if you want to specialize in baseball, basketball, cool. But like, this is just a roundabout, amazing way that people move. And these are people who do it for fun. There's no money in this. Like, there's mo- you know, making a living off of it. They're doing it because yet. they love yet. the yeah yet yet. I've been hearing that for ten years, guys. <laughs> I can't wait for it to happen. But until then, this is people love to us. And I play Ultimate Frisbee. I paid $7,000 for me and my wife to go to Ireland to play in the World Games. The, the, the winning prize was $1,000. I know what it's like to pay thousands of dollars to compete. So, like, I get it. And I really hope money comes to my sport as well. Um, but until then, people do this because they love doing it. And sometimes they get flown out. Cool. But for the most part... People flying all over the country, all over the world to compete in this sport just to see friends and compete. And that's, that's I think, a really amazing factor where it's, you know, prize money's great, but hey, if I don't podium, I got a three-day trip to Vancouver and I was up all night with Dom Tomato in the back of a, you know, bingo hall next to a church <laughs> sprinting naked down the road. Like, things happen, right? So, like, those are the stories that I leave SPL with. Like, yeah, people won, but what happened? Like, I had a great time in a, in a parking lot for five hours with some of my best friends. Like, that's the best part, I think, for me. <laughs> that's the tagline. That's the tagline. <laughs> you might not like it. I think that's <laughs> great advice. Yeah. That's, like, a great insight, especially for competitors, is, like, don't forget that, like, it's so fun to just be a part of the community. As for an sure. event, it's, like, it's also really great to understand like what it is and how it can grow and how it can become more like a UFC or something that's just like bigger, draw more eyes, really get athletes paid and create careers and all that good stuff we want to see. But as just like being in it, I was thinking about it the other day because I was, you know, we just had the Queen City premiere. There was a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a while. This was a thing I hadn't seen even people for longer I'd seen now. 
for the first time in so long. And it was just like, man, this is just like, I I don't give a fuck about my high school reunion. I never went. I don't even know when it, what year it was and stuff. But this is kind of like that feeling that I think people would have like wanted to have or they used to have when they go to high school reunions. It's just like every time I show up at these things, I get to see like the class that I graduated with or, you know, you know, we're all different ages and stuff, but that's like so cool. And it's just like good to, to, to be a part of it again and catch up and just be like, damn, look at these people. They're still doing it. We're like, Look at this guy. He's look at Vinny now. He's a fucking video game television or whatever. Like it's just like <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been friends for ten years probably. Ten now. years. So it's least. just like it's just cool to grow up with people like and just see everyone's evolution. Yeah, and I mean it's worth a seven hundred dollar plane ticket to Vancouver. Like, you know, I'm in a place where I'm lucky enough where, you know, three years ago when I was still working at the gym, literally homeless. Making less than minimum yeah, wage. We were homeless together. We were homeless together a couple times. Working it was on that, <laughs> like living the dream. on that fucking thing for. Oh my god, the Foreman Grill <laughs> and and the the camping shower we bring out back and shower in front of the brewery. Yeah. Um. Hang a nice big. What was it like a seven gallon bladder of water? Yeah. Hanging from a shipping container and just drop trout and enjoy the evening. Living in a behind a climbing with, wall like, with three no other water dudes. pressure, yeah. <laughs> Living behind a climb. That was good times. Yeah, and like that was like, oh, I'm gonna go to Vancouver. How am I gonna make it? It's seven hundred dollar plane ticket. I'll fucking save up. Like I, I don't know what it is, but I'll make it work. And now I'm lucky enough to have a job where I make money, which is great. And now it's like, oh, I'm. Do I spend seven hundred dollars? One, absolutely. And two, even if it was more, I'll throw money at it to go do this event, mm -hmm. to see, to work with these guys and put together an event that I think moves the sport in a positive way, like, is amazing. But then to like basically have my high school reunion with guys that I haven't seen in so long is like such an such an added bonus that I would pay just for that. Like, I'd pay for one, I'd pay for the other. I get both fuck yeah <laughs> going to vancouver i'm gonna help these guys run the best event and they're pushing it in a way that like i keep saying they i'm not part <laughs> of the group anymore but like we are pushing an event where like again res said there's stuff coming this year that has never been done and every year it seems to like maybe there's a little regression on some aspects but then the community comes out and it's like oh no it's better than it's ever been yeah. regardless of like oh we messed up the edits or the commentators kind of missed this stuff we didn't have an announcer Oh, the community came together and put together a competition worth watching a fucking hundred times over. We're paying forty dollars for you know a two-day you know event where you get the first day for free. That's just a showcase, like to show you what you should be paying for. Absolutely worth it. Like, put the money in, support the community, and realize this is the best event to support because one, Fig doesn't need your support; they're going to do their shit anyway. And two, no one else is putting together skill and speed the way you know we are with a style competition um so every aspect of training is covered so yeah i mean i i support the event entirely just from an aspect of parkour being cool but like you know i think there's so much more to it when you get there and you see the you know the community and how friendly it is and how welcoming it is you know these fit dom comes in and you're like oh my god it's dom <laughs> yeah go up and say hi that dude's cool He's yeah. he's a cool guy. Like it's we're not at the point where like baseball players are signing autographs and then they walk away and they don't give a shit about you. Tom's gonna give you a high five and say, "What's up, dude? Let's talk." So, um, yeah, yeah, right, Dylan. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last question. 
just aiming towards the future what what is down the road for for spl 210 like what's spl 100 look like you know if Space. i know that's a crazy question to ask but just you know for We're example, get through I was, one first I was, let's just get through <laughs> one i was thinking about you guys are maybe taking it on the road it's you've already taken this recent competition on the road i can't wait for you guys to take it to kiskaya when they open because Again, I got a sneak preview at some of the designs and stuff in there. I had um, some involvement with those and it was designed with SPL in mind to a degree, just like we know that people are going to have crazy competitions here. And obviously you guys, so tell us what you can, I guess, about where you want to see it go. Even if it's just, you know, in August. I think just saying like other gyms, like just like you mentioned, that's, mm -hmm. That's definitely something that we've always been keen on. It's just that we found that most facilities aren't willing to put in the amount of, well, I guess I'll say capital yeah. <laughs> that Origins will front to do it. Like it's, it's been a losing money sort of game, you know, and if we like, we've had years where it's just like, Hey, cool. We broke, we broke even, <laughs> you know? um, you know, this year we're actually hoping to turn a profit so that we can reinvest it into, you know, a bigger competition to come. But yeah, other facilities, other places. Um, it was never meant to be something that just stuck at, at origins. It's just been a convenient and familiar place to do it where like, you know, uh, Tom and I are there all the time so we can do what we want with it. Um, but I don't want to talk too much about like bigger yeah, fair, <laughs> long term fair goals. Um, this year though, I, I did forget to mention we, um, and this is something that doing at other places would, would build up, but, uh, to, improve the uh, live experience like the in-house experience we are going to have raised seating so we're actually yeah, having staging built to put um chairs on as well as um uh like high top vip tables so tickets on sale tomorrow but uh that's those, august 1st for yeah. the uninitiated yeah if you're listening right now get on it <laughs> uninitiated uh, calendars. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be like yesterday or something by the time I get this out. I'll try to get it turned around. Yeah, get over to sportparkworldly.com right now and make sure before it's yeah. sold out. Because uh, that does also mean limited seating. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this year, we're not trying to cram as many people as possible in the gym. We're trying to trying to create a nice viewing experience where you don't have people running up in front of you at the end of the, the comp or in front of the uh, seats you paid for. <laughs> so, uh, and that's something that, you know, hopefully we've talked before about you know, if it's not other gyms, it's, it's, it's an arena, you know, with proper seating or it's, um, it's an outdoor event where we get bleachers and stuff like that. But, um, that's all, that's been a big one for us for a while where it's like, okay, as soon as we have enough money to do this, we need to move out of the, we need to move out of the gym because we are outgrowing that venue. Yeah. Big. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Any last thoughts, boys? I think we're, it's fucking late. It's late. You guys are probably finished. But we got I'm excited. It's only 1.30 a.m. All right, fine. You know, I got all night. All Let's right, keep I'll, it rolling. I don't have to pee or anything. I, have to pee I, I was literally gonna bring my phone and the mic with me and just pee while talking from the bathroom. Um, I would I would like to see the community get together. And this is like not again, I'm not really part of it anymore, so it's hard to to make this wish list, but like have for the love of movement and SPL and tempest get together in some way to make some kind of schedule where it's not overlapping and, ha and have athletes be able to go from event to event 
not on like a set schedule. Oh, I get the second week and we get the third week in August. Things change, things happen, but like mm-hmm. have it be where like, hey, you know, we're not, we, let's make sure we don't overlap. Let's make sure we're not putting Tempest qualifiers online at the same time as SPL qualifiers. So people are like, I'm just throwing lines together randomly. I don't know what date is which. Like, and and mm-hmm. obviously at some level, those are competing companies and that makes sense to want to be like, you know, put your thing first and foremost. But, you know, parkour competitions aren't ubiquitous enough outside of the community to have competing companies, I think, yet. So, um, you know, at some point, I'd like to see some schedule designed or, or even just co- committee, whatever you want to call it, of like, hey, let's get together this year and talk about when we're, when we're planning it, what we're doing. Let's support each other. For the love of movement can be putting you know, ad space, quote unquote, up for SPL. SPL can be pushing, you know, oh, by the way, for the love of movement, athletes will be at SPL and we're going to send some of our athletes there. Tempest Tempest winner, you know, from this competition is coming to SPL. Um, you know, and I think getting Red Bull involved in that, I kind of left them out on purpose because they generally aren't going to be part of that, but getting them involved too would be fantastic. And having them say, hey, by the way, SPL winner, blank, you know, live this year is going to be at Red Bull and and have that, you know, um, consistency where everyone's on the same page and, and pushing each other's um, competition because competing against each other right now is just, it's still too small to have that internal competition ruin it for everyone. That's my thought. Yeah. I think this is an awesome opportunity to be a fan of parkour, be a fan of athletes. So hype up the athletes and like... The best thing to do is support the people competing and you know i think it's an awesome opportunity just to like fanboy out over or fangirl out over your favorite athletes and make them feel awesome for being the best athletes in the world it's so rare to be able to do that in parkour you know to have like a cheering moment about mm-hmm. that yeah that is kind of what separates parkour a little bit from traditional sports is you can go to a jam and the best people in the world are right there training next to you trying to do a challenge and there isn't a high barrier to entry to go meet your idol. That's kind of today's world, right? Twitch and YouTube have like comment sections, people are responding in real time. Parkour has that. You go to a jam and Hendo's training right there and you're like, oh my God, can I go say hi? And it's like, yeah, he's he's right there. You just go say hi. And you don't get that with, you know, you, you can't go to the park and Kevin Durant is shooting hoops and you're like, can I shoot with him? Nope. <laughs> he rented the court out for the next seven hours. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Um, nope. <laughs> yeah. So, like, obviously, there's the level of fame isn't nearly as high, but it is awesome that the the top of 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 parkour is still training in the streets and and very accessible to a lot of people who want to look up to them and want to be like them. And and the top athletes I've all seen have been very humble and open to having that competition or having that uh, interaction with fans. So I agree, like this chance to throw some money their way and say, hey, I support you and I've never met you before, but like your videos inspire me. I can go on YouTube and your content is free to me every day. I can throw you $40, you know, to, to support my athlete. Um, we, I think we forget that a lot in parkour, that these people are putting out hours of footage and their own money and editing and all this stuff for free you can just go on youtube and go video and then you get to have the luxury of going i didn't like this one or i loved it but i put no effort into doing you know presenting it at all i watched the ad they don't get that ad money so this is like a cool way to be like go support your athlete hey you love this you love ed scott's videos go fucking support him spend the money 
dollars is too rich for you. Ask your parents. They have credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All righty. On that note, that's literally the end. <laughs> I mean, is there any? Yeah, I mean, I think you bring a strong message. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I wonder, you know, I sometimes wonder, like, where is the peak of parkour? I, you know, sometimes I worry, did it happen already? What is the high watermark of of our sport? You know, we've seen a celebrity status come and go with people kind of bouncing in and out of the mainstream a little bit, even like touching up on popular culture. Um, do we see you know, the world's changing? The internet has changed everything. We might be exploding from heat. And <laughs> lack of soil and too many people and all this like it's a weird wild time to be alive but um spl will fix all of that spl is going to fix good. all your problems <laughs> skill speed style i think saviors <laughs> i think that like, it's important sometimes to like wonder you know i think we're, what's the value in parkour we have to sometimes bring it back to that because we all love it and as i've gotten older i've understood like why maybe it's not as big as i thought it was when i was in it or why it was not as big as I think it should be still because people don't understand it as much as well I, and it's I really, a consciousness shift. I do think that I do think that competition really solves a lot of the problems that we see in terms of well, de define the problems, right? So there's per people out there who are perfectly happy just going out and training mm -hmm. and then being like, Cool, this is fine with me. I'm fine with just having friends training and then going and working a job or whatever. Yeah. Um but if the problem is that there's no money in the sport and there's no and there's you know very few people who are able to do it professionally um then the in my from my perspective the solution is to create a platform that people can then celebritize you and pay money to or like or sponsors pay money to like fund an event that caught that ultimately showcases your celebrity um so uh yeah like uh, i think it's uh, you know i'm a fan of uh, of many of these athletes that are coming to compete at, at spl1 and um given the opportunity i would pay money to watch them compete because i want to see it and i want to support that athlete or those athletes or um, or an event that showcases my the athletes that I'm interested in watching in the same vein that I would wa I paid to watch Soul and mm -hmm. I paid to, I haven't watched it yet but I paid <laughs> I paid for it I paid to watch Queen City which I did watch um, I paid to watch Soul Destroyer you know I I paid to watch the Breach film you know regardless of whether or not these are great films or not I'm doing so because I support the athletes and they are celebrities to me i i want to see them i want to support them and i want to consume their media i already get free stuff on instagram but like i want to see the story behind it and the story behind it might come in the shape of a documentary film or it might come in the shape of a competition format that showcases their journey through this series of challenges or courses or whatever so um yeah hopefully we can celebritize the athletes <laughs> yep. and then you build your way up from an outrun open you're a nobody who wins skill and then you take it to spl1 a pay-per-view event that just take that skyrocket and maybe you win or podium and it skyrockets your celebrity status tenfold 
20-fold, 100-fold, whatever it is. And then that brings you back the next year and then and then the next year after that. And then you're able to kind of like build momentum and attract sponsors because now sponsors are watching your uh, your performance and, and the number of eyeballs that are on you during these events and realize like, oh, there's actually value to like helping this person you know, fund their training habit. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think competition is really quite a big solution for the sport. And I, and I hope that we are going to be the ones that are able to provide that solution. Um, it has felt like a losing battle over the years, <laughs> being totally honest, you know, um, you know, we've been dumping our own time and money into this for years. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not getting any younger. So like, hopefully, you know, hopefully this is the year that really pops off and people really see the value that we're going to be bringing. And, um, and, uh, and, and I think, I think a lot of people do. And there, there's a reason why I think this weekend was so successful. There was a lot of people who showed up that honestly, I didn't think they would. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a small event. And we had people fly here from Texas, California, Seattle, Georgia, Georgia, Massachusetts. Um, yeah, it was wild to see. And, and obviously local Colorado athletes as well. So, um, so there are obviously, there is a, um, a desire to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I can only hope that not only do people want to be a part of it as an athlete, but they want to be a part of it as a spectator to, to watch the, this, the, these athletes become celebrities. That's the way I see it. And that's, that's my hope for the future for SPL. Fuck yeah. Well said. Yeah. I have one last thing to add on that. I think, which is just like, I think what you've made me remind remember is when I first saw parkour, it was like when I first saw UFC. I was like, I cannot believe human beings do this shit. This is so cool. It's so incredible. And I think it is more compelling than a lot of what's out there. And so I am inspired by the sh- the turnout of the you know event you guys just had and, and what's happening. And I don't, I don't see any reason why we can't be on the world stage. I think what we're doing with our bodies is just more interesting than a lot of what's ever been done before. You know, this is... It's going to replace gymnastics in my worldview. I mean, gymnastics is trying to call like gymnastics parkour or parkour gymnastics, but gymnastics is going to drop off the face of the, our language, our lexicon, and if if it's the way that I've envisioned it, you know. Well, uh, kind obviously, of I'm biased, quickly but. going back to like, well, did we already reach our peak? Oh, well, I don't know, like, like. Do you, Origin is quite successful, has been quite successful this year. We've got kids enrollments like mm. popping off. Hub is best been very year se- best year ever. Yeah. Best mm. year ever. Post pandemic, everybody's coming back. Everybody wants to do something. You know, yeah. Hub is crushing it, I'm sure, right? Yeah. I think, I think Parker is more popular than ever. It's just unevenly distributed right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that like once things start to tie it together, it's going to like, that like cohesion effects gonna happen and it's gonna be like these massive communities that are now like decades old. Mm-hmm. Cause like think about how many kids like just practice parkour now, like yeah. at, like in Vancouver, like a decade ago, it would've been 15 people. Well, you've been around for a little longer, but you know, <coughs> Massachusetts, like, you know, 15 years ago, there's like 
13 people doing parkour and now there's like at least 2000 like in just one state and the you know and um that's dope to hear yeah did you have to say a lot longer <laughs> he's old <laughs> <laughs> he is isn't he got him but yeah there's a, so there's all these kids doing parkour um they're gonna grow up either continue doing parkour or they're gonna be like yeah when i was a kid i used to do parkour and it's gonna feed into the next generation of kids who do parkour and then and then it's i've said this for years but i've i've always felt like i i kind of want parkour to be become like this like oh this is just a normal thing you know when you tell somebody i do parkour it's just like oh cool yeah my kid does parkour too and that started to happen with me. Like I was at a, at a you know, I, I was with, with my wife at like a work event and I ended up talking to this guy. He's like, oh yeah, I live in Calgary, which, you know, is another Canadian city. <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, my kid uh, does parkour. He's super into it. I was like, what? How is, how is this conversation even happening? Like yeah. a decade ago this would have been such an anomaly and this is now just totally normal you have to explain what parkour is yeah have you ever seen casino royale like you know that (laughs) was how i had to start off every conversation and now it's just like oh yeah my kid does it or like oh yeah like i do parkour lessons you know it's just like parkour i i really do think um you know it's bubbling under the surface and it's just waiting for its moment and you know maybe spl is the moment or maybe it's going to be world chase tag or some other like Mm -hmm. avenue um where parkour is just finally just going to pop again um but i don't know and we're we're hitting that time where the first generation now is becoming adults and seth wang and michael sliger kids who were training who were there at the gremlins holden clark holden yeah kids who started at eight nine ten 10 years ago and now you're like you know we went to the queen city and um aiden little aiden grabbed a beer and i was like what are you doing and he i purchased it i went oh you're probably 21 now but i remember when you were 11 and you were just starting and now you're the generation who's coming up and still following along and and pushing it to our generation of 11 year olds and that's amazing to see that those you know, some people you know obviously you're gonna have people go by the wayside but a lot of those kids who were so dedicated really stuck with it and now are making huge strides with tag and and with you know competitions um like holden and and like um michael slager hopefully he comes out and does it but trained him 10 years ago and he was just a kid who's like i really love this great hope you stick with it 10 years later oh you're stuck with it like <laughs> hell yeah like, let's go i didn't for 10 years so good for you What's his nickname again? Tiny. Yeah, tiny. He was a he was a smaller child, and now he's a full grown adult. People also forget a lot of sports go through these ebbs and flows. Like skateboarding for a very long time was considered like dead. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. That's what's so exciting is we know there's precedent of sports that feel like there's a lull, and we're it feels like there's a swell now all of a sudden, and we don't know if it's mm-hmm. going to be tsunami or if it's just going to be a big wave, but. Even if it isn't the tsunami, that tsunami is likely to come one well, day or like the next. Like what Tom was saying, it's like becoming normalized. Yeah. It's not like weird to go do parkour anymore. <laughs> it's like now it's like people are like, I yeah. want to flip. Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's part of the the pros and cons of being raised on the internet, right? The internet yeah. culture is really what made parkour popular. And you're like, well, that comes with store having 7 million subs and putting out amazing movies. And, and it comes with kid yelling parkour and jumping off a roof onto his head like damn it like that it's never gonna help but 
Um, yeah, it's definitely more normalized. Talking about Dom? Just, <laughs> just definitely just Dom. Just. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you guys for what you do to keep growing the sport. Thank you for your time tonight. Much thank love. And thank you for having us. We'll put some of that stuff in that description for all the folks that need to know how to use the internet. <laughs> Sportparkourleague.com. Buy your tickets. It's going to be epic. Woo! That's it. Woo! All right. That was it. Wonderful to have the gang on. Appreciate them coming through late night and doing the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Go check out the description. We'll see you at SPL1 online or in person. Let's go.